0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, I'm your host here again with two guys who, who understand and, and, and love the joy that Bearcat Sports brings to them each week. And we get to reminisce and touch on it on every beautiful Monday night. This is a special one. A special, special one. So I'm going to bring in my two guys, my two, two sidekicks, two partners in crime. Mr. Aaron Smith, Mr. Chad Brendel.
1: Gents, how are we?
2: Doing all right.
0: Doing all
3: right.
1: I'm recovering. I'm recovering. It was a long week. It was a good week. I I went as uh, disconnected from the outside world as I think I've gone in, I don't know, a decade. So it was was good. It was good to to get away and get out to the beach in L.A. and hang out for a while with the fam. And now I'm back and, and we're ready to go. Ready for a big July.
0: Yeah, yeah, I in, and I'm sure we'll get more more LA talks later on in the pod. But I, I mean, normally we open this up and I t- ask you both how are we, and then I introduce you know the goat, the legend Brady Collins, and I ask Brady, Brady, how are we? But right now I'm I've got to extend like four different how are we to guys closely <laughs> connected with Brady, who sadly in my eyes get to see Brady Brady more than I do, and I'm, that's all I'm going to say about Brady for now. So we got to bring him in, Danny Felino. Austin Steffen, Dustin Tripp, Jeremiah Ortiz, the coaching staff for the Strength and Conditioning Program for your University of Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Guys, gentlemen, all all four of you, except for Jeremiah, how are we? (laughs) Great. Doing great. Thanks for having us on.
4: Doing awesome, thank you.
0: That's awesome, man. Awesome. Well, well, you guys have graced us with your presence, and and Brady's saying that all of you guys did – all of your homework on podcasting and you're going to give fully winded answers and, and make this one of the best we've ever had. So pretty exciting, which that now says thank you to transmission.com. Danco Transmission, head over there, get your oil change. If you're listening to this, you get one, two, three, four oil changes at once. Mention BCJ, mention BBP, $10 off an oil change. Danco Transmission. Guys, we're just going to open it right up. I'm start. I'm going to start down here. With, with Mr. Danny Felino and we're gonna go around the room, not Chad and not Aaron, but we're gonna hear from you guys how you were introduced to the Cincinnati Bearcat family, how you're introduced to Brady Collins and, and how you have become a part of the program you know a top 10
5: program in the country. Danny, take it away man. Okay, um, I'm Danny Felino. I'm from East Lansing, Michigan. Um, I played football at Michigan State from 2009 to 2013. Um, after I got done playing football, I got into strength. I interned for the Miami dolphins for a, uh, summer training camp. And then I went back to graduate school for two years. Um, at Michigan state was a, a strength conditioning graduate assistant. And then after that, I interned at Northwestern university for a, a short period of time, uh, summer about, and then I applied for this an opening in, uh, late 2017, um, December, 2017. Came down and interviewed for the opening, um, and I got the job, and I've been here since 2018, January 3rd, 2018. was my first day of work. Okay. I'm excited to hear about Alex
0: Spanos later on, if I'm saying that <laughs> correctly. The yeah. uh, the videos that he produces are, are yeah. quite interesting. Austin, take it away, man.
6: My name's Austin Steffen. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I uh, went to college at Baldwin-Wallace University, played football there from 2012 to 2015. Um, when I was a student athlete at Baldwin Wallace, so I interned at Mississippi State University the summer of my junior year. That's where I met Brady. He was my interim coordinator only for a week, maybe a week and a half. And then he was off to the Buckeyes. Uh, finished out school, went intern for the Buckeyes, and was fortunate enough to go to UC with Coach Brady and Coach Fick in 2017. Uh, I started out working as a research assistant for sports med there. So I helped out with like, all the injured guys and all the sports uh, science technology. And then, when two spots had opened up right after the 2017 season, I got one and Danny got one. And then, so we both started full time in 2018. Um, I, that was my last season, my first stint there in 2018. And then in 2019, I worked at Mississippi State. 2020 and 2021 was at Pitt. And now, fortunate enough to come back. Uh, be a part of something special again here in Cincinnati. Dustin?
4: Uh, my name is Dustin Tripp. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, after high school, I went to Alma College, a little D3 school in the middle of Michigan, played football there from uh, 2014 to 2017, graduated the spring of 2018. Uh, undergrad, I interned at Michigan State University for first summer. Upon graduation, I moved to the University of Maryland, interned for Rick Core and Coach Durkin. Uh, Loved the internship, ran out of money. Ended up moving back home to Michigan State, became a graduate intern. And then in the winter of 2019, Coach Brady and his staff at the time came up and spoke at a clinic. I overlapped with Danny for about two weeks at Michigan State when I was an undergrad. Um, had the opportunity to meet them, kind of show them around the facility. About a week later, one of the assistants left, Parker Showers, went to Mississippi State. Coach Brady called me up, came down and interviewed. I was here for the 19 and 20 season. Uh, following the 20 season, went to Purdue for a year, um, and then in 2022, Coach Brady gave me a call and asked me to come back. And wife and I packed up and decided to move back and come come join the Bearcat family again. This has been awesome.
0: The uh, Myjay Sanders of Alma College, if I'm not mistaken. Right?
4: <laughs> a little extra gas, I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: now, uh, Jeremiah, go ahead and round it out for us, man. Uh, thanks for having us. My name is uh,
7: Jeremiah Ortiz. I'm from uh, the Rochester, New York area, upstate New York, and uh, I played football at West Liberty University. After I graduated from West Lib, I interned at um, the University of Florida in 2018. Uh, right after my uh, internship at Florida, I went back home, worked uh, with some personal training, and then I seen a job open up at Cincinnati, I, and it was uh, Coach Tripp's job, actually. So. I applied for his job and then Coach Brady hit me up. He said, hey, I know the guys at Florida. Coach Coach Brady knew um, Coach Savage. He worked with him at Mississippi State. And he was like, oh, why don't you just come intern intern for us? And then um, I took the chance. I came down and interned with Coach Brady and his staff. And um, I loved it. And then uh, they were, did a good job there. And they, they helped me get a job at Georgia Southern University. And then um, not too long after that, I got a call saying asking uh, from Coach Brady at like four in the morning, asking me, hey, "Are you ready to be a Bearcat again?" And then I was like, "Yes." I, I've been here since.
0: Okay. Chat, you want to take it off?
1: Uh Yeah, I mean, a lot of you have have left and come back. Actually. Haven't all of you left at some point and come back? Been here and, and or Danny Dan, he didn't.
0: Dan, Danny stuck it out. He didn't. Danny yeah, stuck I, it I, out. Here, baby. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Danny's know. got a wired Wednesday from like 2018
1: <clears throat> floating around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what what was it about this place working with Brady, working with Coach Fick that was so alluring to like keep that in your mind that you know if something ever popped back up in Cincinnati, I that, that's where I'm interested in you know maybe heading back and and making
4: a career out of it go ahead trip I mean <clears throat> Bearcats were rolling it's a special place uh the kids here are awesome uh got a special culture here in the weight room that can be attributed to coach Brady and coach Fick. that I think is uh, gonna be tough to be matched anywhere um I had a great time at the Purdue University I was there for a year but you know whatever's best for me and my family and my my wife and I enjoyed the area and Wanted a chance to come back and keep this uh, thing rolling.
6: And then for me, like being a part of it from the beginning, so like that first year, kind of like setting the culture, starting with detention training and then moving through that season, obviously not a very successful season, but a lot of growing pains through that one. And then going to that 2018 season, helped start rebuilding and kind of really laying down the foundation for what the program would become. And then I had the opportunity to go to Mississippi State. Uh, I got hired by Anthony Paroli, and he's another Pittsburgh guy. He's currently the head strength coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he had trained me in high school. We had a relationship and he's a a real smart guy, a real good coach, and I wanted to learn from him. There's some things that I felt like I needed to develop more, and he had it at that time. Uh, Unfortunately, he ended up taking that job at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so he was never really my boss there only for about a week or two before he left. Um, And then coming back, so my fiance, Kelsey Sharkey, she's in charge of uh, all the new media for the team. So that's a big part of it. So being able to do what I love to do and then be with her. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So it was a no brainer when that opportunity came up to come back That I was for sure coming back to be a part of this special place.
0: She's kind of a big deal.
6: Yeah, (laughs) sorta.
0: Well, well Danny and Austin, you you know, you brought up attention training a little bit. Um and that's kind of a uh that's like a Well we, know, we gotta uh, get Jeremiah's I mean, thoughts. We can't cut Well him yeah, well, well Jeremiah, fill, fill us in. Fill us in.
1: What was it about coming back?
7: Uh the reason I came back, um I mean it's just a great opportunity. Um Coach Fick, he runs a great program. Coach Brady runs a great program. I love uh Coach Ficko, I love um, his leadership. Um he can take over a room when he gets in a room and and it's just a special place to be, and I feel like we can I can grow in a career, and I feel like this team has a lot of room to grow, and um the ceiling is very high. So that's the reason I came back.
0: I definitely have a personal question for you later on, Jeremiah, about a uh, running backs and whatnot, but but that's <laughs> that's later on in the pod. But you know if the the key word, kind of a buzzword when it comes to the beginning of of you know Coach Fick and, and Brady's. Career here, here at UC, and of course, you know, Danny, you as well, and, and Austin, you were part of it. Just the, the, the attention training—that's a—that's a phrase that probably sends shivers down a lot of players' spines, and and I'm sure Austin, you were working on the injured and uh, you know psychological situations that were coming out of that. Guys, just kind of break us down with what attention training was in your guys' eyes, and kind of what your roles were during that.
6: Well, I guess uh, I was really the only person that was there.
5: Yeah, I wasn't there
0: yet. Oh, Danny, you were You're still at, what, Northwestern or yeah. Michigan's? Yep. Okay. Well, good for you. Well, Austin, <laughs>
3: the, the
6: floor is yours.
3: Good for I guess, you.
0: I
6: guess I got it. I mean, so it was kind of like that first week when we all got here, and, you know, we didn't really know what we had yet. And it kind of was like the idea – was that they're going to take a blind, uh, a leap of blind faith in like what we're going to do? Just trust us. It's going to work out. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And I mean, we did a lot of really, a lot of really hard things, and really cold, really early in the morning. Was really seeing who really wanted to be there and be a part of what the program was going to become. So it wasn't going to be easy for anybody. I mean, we didn't know any of these kids. They didn't know us. But I think we all agreed before, you know, we had really even gotten to know each other like we want to turn this thing around because they had just come off a four and eight season. It was kind of like, this is the start of something new. This is the start of the new era as the Cincinnati Bearcats.
0: And then Danny, when did you, you came in, was
5: it the, at what point of that first season or was it heading into the second one? I came in in January, 2018. So literally start of the off season of the second season. Okay. Okay. And uh,
0: the the transition from, what, North, Northwestern? A lot of you guys kind of had a like, a like a Big Ten feel rolling into uh, Cincinnati. Did you see kind of the similarities at that point? And, you know, Dustin, you can touch on this as well. Uh, similarities between what Coach Vick was trying to build and, and Coach Brady was trying to build in the weight room when it comes to, you know, these, the quote, unquote, we don't mention P5 anymore because we're a part of it now. Um, did you sense that that was the direction that they were trying to really Step up and and take it to the next level.
5: Yeah, I mean it was never, you know, you know there there was never a, a true like talent disparity between the guys that we had and the Big Ten teams that I had been a part of or had worked for, right? And obviously you saw that when we went out the first game of that 2018 season, we beat UCLA in the Rose Bowl, right? So that was that wasn't there was no real, you know, difference talent wise. But the, the you know the the main thing I would say was the the driving of the culture from the top down, from Coach Fickle, you know, to to Coach Brady to, you know, all the athletes, that was the biggest piece um, that I noticed in that first season, you know, and and the kids buying into, you know, this is what we're going to be. This is, these are the standards that we've set that we want to be here at Cincinnati. And this is what we want to reach. You know, we want to be an elite program. Um, not only in in our conference at our level, so to speak, but in the country, and you know that's obviously spoken for itself. Um, you know, with all this recent success we've had from 2018 to to now, so you know it's the cultural piece that was the big deal. Dustin, you want anything?
3: Uh,
4: oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I would say one of the biggest things that Coach Fick and Coach Ray have done an awesome job, and from the top down, is just a physical. Um, presence around the field. And, you know, that's that's kind of that Big Ten feel of being a physically dominant football team with the line of scrimmage. You know, uh, different conferences kind of like to open it up and, you know, quote, unquote, get cute. You know, we're very physical, come right at you. You know what we're going to be. There's no question on what identity we have as a football program. And that's a tough physical team day in and day out. And I think part of that is, uh, you know, Coach Fick has always been a part of a physical program. He's a physical guy, you know, state champ wrestler, uh, D-lineman. So, I mean, it all starts with him. And then Coach Brady does a great job of being very in line with Coach Fick. And our guys know that. So there is no question about what the standard expectations are as not only in the weight room, but as a football team from the top down.
1: Watching the draft this year, how much were you guys glued to the TV and how much of that, like, pride swells within you knowing, like, I was a part of Sauce being number four and, you know, AP getting in the second round and Brian Cook and Dez. And, like, with each pick, was there, like, a, an instant feeling of, like, I mean, that's really cool for these guys. It's cool to to take somebody and build them up to that level and then watch them go, you know, accomplish their dreams.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for me at least because I've been here – pretty much all those guys years here. Yeah. So like, you know, it was, you know, and, and you kind of realize that we, us, you know, we, we have our role, but you know, we, we play a very small part in the grand scheme of things. Right. And, you know, you see these kids have all the success and it's all credit to them. You know what I mean? But the coolest part is just the developmental piece over, you know, three to five years or whatever, however long they're here. You know, and it's not—it's not about the football player that they were and the football player that they became. It's more about kind of like the human being that you got to know when they first got here and how they developed as a person to get to that point. And that—that was the coolest part for me personally. You know, just to see, see the kids, see the kids grow up and live their dream. You know, on live television, um, nine of them. So it was, you know, it was a—it was a a pretty cool deal. Anybody
0: else? The trio of guys, yeah. You three kind of you know left and came back. I'm sure you saw some players in their quote-unquote quote, infancy stages, and then all of a sudden you came back and like wow these are some some NFL ready players. Kind of what were some of the biggest growths if you want to single out a player or two or or someone that you kind of saw made some some crazy steps that you might have seen small when when you were first with them, and then when you came back you saw wow they, they did quite a lot when they
5: were when I was gone.
4: For me, I think Alec Pierce, in the sense of, you know, a guy who was a big-time volleyball player, always super athletic, but one came into his own as a as a football player um, at a wideout and became not only just a, a jump ball guy, but a dominant receiver in all aspects. And then as well would be Brian Cook's story of coming in, transferring. You know, we had Wiggs and Derek Forrest and. You know, Hicksie had started all of 2019 and having some, you know, really, really good guys on the back end and, you know, big shoes to fill. And I wasn't here for 2020 to watch him get all those snaps. But I do know in 2020 when we played in that Peach Bowl, I mean, the dude was an animal. And, you know, he went out there and, you know, played his heart out and earned everything he got. I don't think there's a kid that, you know, was a part of that team that could be definition of earned everything he's gotten. And, you know, deserve nothing in life besides another opportunity to get better. But there's a kid that deserves everything he's got. He's earned it.
6: I think uh, two of the guys that really stuck out from the draft that I got known when they were really young were uh, MyJ and Curtis. So MyJ's first day is a Bearcat. I think he came in late. Yeah, he it was did. like a week, a week before camp. I remember meeting this kid on Nip. Had to take him through the whole testing battery, and I was like, "This guy's gonna just hop into camp." Like, and Brady's like, "Just wait." And I mean, testing wise, like that first day, I mean, pretty average numbers. I mean, not like anything crazy. He was like also like 205 pounds, right? Uh, yeah, he yeah was- maybe 195, 200 soaking wet. And I mean, as he put on pads and started getting coached, you could see little flashes of talent, burst, drive, like they would pop up. And every time he got more reps, more more instances would pop up. And then obviously as the years go on, it gets better and better and better and better and drafted. And then Curtis, Curtis was a, a Tuberville recruit. So Curtis was uh, not part of that first class. He came in a year before. Yeah. So I had seen Kurt, you know, growing from how things were there before to how it was when I left. And then I actually had gotten to meet Kurt or see Kurt again when I came back to visit. And he just grew up immensely, like, <laughs> maturity-wise. And then being successful in one area, obviously, successful success for football for him. And he had an outstanding year, and now he's an Indianapolis Colt. Those are two guys. And then who else we got? Dez, I mean, first meeting Dez. I mean, I think I still have his freshman, this freshman before pictures on my, on my iCloud somewhere. I think that's There wasn't also. much to him. <laughs> no, and he had like this, like cloth knee brace support thing on. I was like, I, I don't know. We didn't know anything about it. We took this picture, and I was like,
3: There's
6: nothing wrong. He just had it on. I was like, oh, All right. And then you know, you got Kobe. I I bet I think I'd met Kobe before, whether he came to a camp or not. And then Alec, I can remember Alec coming on his visit, and we had a we had like a force play demo. And Alec, you know, just he was interested in that stuff. He was an engineer at the school. He hopped on the thing. I think he jumped like a thirty six inch vert cold as a <laughs> seventeen year old kid. So I was like, all right, we got something to work with. Yeah, so.
1: he might be okay. This one might work. Yeah. out. <laughs> it was just a
6: couple things that stuck uh, stuck out.
0: And then there's what Darian and and Jerome. Just to we'll we'll touch on all of
1: them. I mean, from from your guys' perspective, like Darian and and Cook came in as transfers, yep. and were nothing like where they eventually ended up. Like, how fun is it on the transfer side? You know, you got a, a shorter window of time, so you kind of got to get the ball moving quick, right? But both of those guys seem to absorb things pretty quickly, and Cook terrifies me.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You
1: mean, Both both those guys came in and obviously they had
5: plenty of snaps and had plenty of football under their belt from where they came from, um, Howard and UConn. But, you know, when they came in and kind of the acceptance they had of, of t- the type of program we run, the tough and nasty stuff, like those two were, are you know, they were already on that level. They just had to learn kind of the ins and outs of the program and they hit the ground running right when they got here. So it wasn't. You know, what it wasn't anything crazy with those two guys and Jerome. Obviously, Jerome had snaps in the SEC and you know, scored touchdowns in the SEC for Nick Saban, so he wasn't a slouch either. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, the, 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 the transfers that the coaches have brought in have, have made our job easy, you know. So,
0: so when, when it comes down to it, like in the weight room and whatnot, because all of you guys have past experience playing football, you know, at the collegiate level and and, and whatnot, so. You know, Dustin, do you kind of take a little bit more of like a an approach to the defensive line, Danny and the linebackers, and you know Jeremiah? Were you really hoping that that Ford was you know, wanted to push him an extra push this past season? Is is that kind of something in the back of your mind, thinking about when you used to play, or is it completely just no? You're you're all a part of the team, and and you kind of have your own own touch on every single position.
4: Um, you know, it's actually funny. When, we get, when I got here in 2019, so everybody's kind of a liaison for a position group. So during camp, right, those are kind of your guys you spend extra time with. So when I first got here in 2019, Coach Brady put me with the wideouts. And I was like, oh, man, I, you're, you're, I never dealt with, you know, wideouts at, at any level, really, let alone this level. And, you know, kids from Florida, you know, Virginia area. And I was like, holy cow. I mean, I got a lot to catch up on. And it was actually probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because the amount of growth that happened in those two years and the amount of opportunities I got to interact with a bunch of different kids from different areas. I mean, I'm from a podunk town in the middle of Michigan with a bunch of farm fields and corn fields and a couple bars, like, to deal with kids from Florida and stuff. So it was awesome. But now I'm actually with the D-line, which has been awesome as well. Creating a new relationship with the D-line coach that we just got in, Coach Stewart, who was awesome. So, you know, I've been able to do a little extra with the D-line, you know, using my past experiences as a player and, uh, you know, being at Purdue and being here to kind of have a little extra for our guys in the weight room has been really sweet, too.
1: How cool is it to got, to have a guy like Stu that that Cincinnati means so much to him? Like You can just tell that, like, being back at this job means a lot to Walt.
4: I mean, I don't think it's huge, the fact that he's here, but one, like, the kids sense it. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Kids, we, you know, we, we say it all the time, and Coach Brady says it too, like, you know, the kids are the first one to spot fake, first one to spot, like, your intentions aren't real. And, I mean, those guys' intentions are black and red. I mean, he, he's jacked to be here. And, you know, another guy that's young and full of energy, and the kids can tell he's passionate, not just about them and not just about UC football, but about the program and everything that is, goes into it. So, I mean, it's been awesome for our guys.
2: I had a takeaway from the awesome spring
4: human. oh one of the best.
2: I had a takeaway from the spring game where I said that I was expecting uh, um, I wasn't expecting Walt to be the loudest defensive coach i, I was I was expecting Kerry to be the loudest coach <coughs> on the sidelines, but Walt was the the loudest that I saw. Is that what you guys experience or, or am I coming out of left field with that?
4: I mean, he, he, he's coaching the guys during team now. Like, he's not just going to sit there, and then when they come off, like, he's coaching up on the field. And I think our defensive staff here is really special that Coach Fix put together, that all of them got a good voice and aren't scared to use it to make sure our guys are getting better. Um, but, yeah, Coach Stewart's been freaking awesome coaching the guys at all aspects at all times. Doesn't hold anything back to make sure they're getting better, and they can sense that it's from a genuine place. So it's been really good for them.
1: Has he done much sharing of his story?
4: Uh, See, that's the thing. I haven't been in meetings, but, I mean, the kids love him, so I would bet they they know everything about him
1: by now. I mean, as a UC fan, it was heartbreaking.
3: Because that was a
1: guy trending towards first or second round draft pick, like big-time NFL money. He was about the right things. Like, he's everything you want in a kid that plays for your program. And then, I don't know how much you know, but. After a game, felt something in his neck at the end of the, his uh, his junior season, senior season, went to the doctor and told him that was it, hang him up. Like I, I I couldn't imagine being a football player and having all that in front of you and then just one day you go to one doctor's appointment and it ends like that. So to see how he has harnessed that and turned it into something positive is, is awesome. I love Walt.
4: Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He said, I mean, God's got greater plans for all of us, and I think there's no one that there's not too many people in the world that could have probably handled that adversity better than coach Walt has and not and use that passion and fire to not just coach kids but mentor kids for the better so I think he's been an awesome fit he'll be a great fit for
3: us
0: speaking about Walt a lot of you know former players are obviously in in the coaching staff as well but who out of the position coaches and, and- We'll throw in Fick. We can kick Fick out if we need to. Who's who's sticking around the longest in the weight room? Who's who's the one that can probably go through an entire workout and come out feeling feeling peaches and cream afterwards? And and they might be listening to this. They might not. So, um, answer. Who's getting wait. the work in?
1: <laughs>
6: who's 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 getting the work in and looking good doing it? I mean, if we're talking consistency, uh, Coach Fick, Coach Combs. Um, I'd probably say those two most consistent out of anybody. Being
4: my guy in there, and, my guy. Right. My guy Ricky Brown's in there for two hours a morning when he's he in right. There, oh, slay Ricky himself. Rick Ricky, yeah.
5: Lenton's in there too, man.
4: Nasty Nate is in there, but that guy, Ricky, Ricky Brown's in there for two hours. He comes in, he's soaked. He gets after it.
5: <laughs> I mean, the guy played in the NFL for seven years. What else do you expect? You know? Guy gets
6: after it for sure.
1: Stud. What, what's Coach Combs like in the weight room? <laughs> That's sad to have Always added a, uh, a different energy to the program to have carry back.
6: Hydrates yeah. with coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of coffee. I think I think water would make him sick. Water would make him <laughs> sick. Yeah. A lot of ab wheel. A lot of tricep pushdowns. A lot of dumbbells.
3: I can you
0: see it. it. I can see it, just grinding it. it out in there, nonstop. <laughs> Golly, well, we, we guys have done a lot of things as a, as a team, where it's you know kind of like I, I call it competitive fun, if you will. You know, whether it be you know softball or or any sort of competition that that the guys are are put through. What's kind of been your favorite throughout the years that you guys have seen, where it's kind of you know normally this would be seen as like somewhat of a fun game, but the team just Buys in and they're competing at the highest
1: level against each other. Got to be the inflatables, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. They
1: look like they went after it when the inflatables showed up that day.
4: That I mean, go ahead, yeah. Uh,
7: if it's any, if it's anything, anything you put in front of them, they're ready to compete. Like it can be, it can be the simplest thing. So, I mean, but what I can recall was the most fun. We had a stadium train we had like a stadium station and it was like fun but it was kind of a workout at the same time and i mean those kids are getting like they're getting upset about how competitive they are so that they're, they're ready to get after each other so it's always nice to see them compete And that's a big part of what we do like coach brady says they'll compete uh you tell them who's going to tie their shoe the fastest that person's going to try to beat you at that
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the dunk contest in the pool like the the pool day has to be a fun one too
5: No. Yeah, the pool. Okay. No, no, the pool's <laughs> always
1: fun. The, pool,
5: the pool's always fun. You know, there's always a little worry there that our guys are gonna, you know, All right ruin the pool, the university break center. But no, it's fun. We actually have another pool day coming up on Wednesday, so um, it'll be good. Don't tell the guys though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> JQ apparently watches us often, so
5: well, he's he, he might have just
3: told JQ. Great. <laughs>
0: out of the bank
5: yeah
0: <laughs> all right and well then how about uh, one that i always like to watch is you know kind of the the highlights of these speed drills or speed fast fridays or if you will that you know brady comes out and posts the times and the entire fan base just gushes over you know this six foot five 260 pound retro freshman tight end we've got running 22 miles per hour it kind of fill us in a little bit on how these, these fast Fridays came about and, and kind of just, just the numbers behind, and who you guys are kind of wowed at watching hit these top speeds and, and hit these big numbers in the weight room and, and all the different nuances that come out of that.
4: Um, Get them trip. Get them trip. I mean, fast Fridays. I mean, I think, I mean, it sounds like a broken record. You guys are probably sick of hearing it, but compete man like the whole program's built on this idea of competitive edge at all times no matter what it is so i mean these kids got you know the catapults on and it, they, they know it's tracking everything and, and there's no more like oh i'm faster than you no oh, i'm faster than you there there isn't any debate yeah. there is no gray area we can tell you who's faster and right. you know you post that on that friday and you know so and so maybe be third and it's sweet and you, you know we're like hey nice job but one and two are like, hey, you're slow, mm-hmm. you know. So all of that always continues to roll and go through yeah. the program, which I think is awesome. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. watching Trey Tucker, Drew Donnelly, Tyler Scott, I mean, you can those have a lot of kids. Ball, every... right? that, that's track
3: speed. That's yeah, they're speed, track speed. They're track they, speed. They, can you roll. Speak they can roll. about
7: Trey Tucker, Drew Donnelly, um, Tyler Scott, those are all guys, track guys, they ran 10-5 and under in high school, I believe. Yeah. And that's moving. I ran track in high school, and I've never seen anybody run under a 10-8 and up in upstate New York. And even a 10-8 is moving. If you run a 10-8 in New York, you're going to the States. So, I mean, those, those guys are moving. I'm pretty sure we have a bunch of guys that can run run um under 11 seconds. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive just watching those guys run. And, uh, like you said, like, Shaman Matera. He's just another freak athlete. You, you put a device on him and you realize how fast he's running. And um those guys just love to compete once you put those devices on him, and as and um like you get like text later on that night, like, oh coach, how fast I ran. Like they will wonder why they're not on the list. You're like, dang, I know I ran twenty miles per hour or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not this time. It's slow this time.
1: <laughs> so red shirt fresh. True freshman or redshirt freshman, your pick. Give me a name that each of you guys, like, when you get to work with them, you're like, man, this kid's this kid's got a chance. The way he works, the way he goes about, you know, handling his business, the way they compete. Of the young guys, like, give me a name or two that, that you guys are high on uh, as we get ready to – I mean, we're only – we're a month away from camp. Like, that's insane.
6: Yes, yeah, coming around first. Uh, oh man, that's fast. There's a there's a couple names. I mean, got JQ, got Ken, got Kalen. Those are three just right off the bat that I think all of us have unanimously know, decided like those guys are great guys to have in any one of our groups. That's just three of them. I mean, they're all great. It's kind of hard to be nitpicky about that sure. who's better than others, but I mean, I've really enjoyed having those three at the same time, or even just one of them. Just kind of guys that you can build a group around because they're going to listen and do what you say but and then try and do it even better and then it gets obviously it's competitive like I don't want to be second best I want to be the best so that's just the type of kids that we get that get brought in and it's really nice. JL.
7: <laughs> yeah. um I mean they done a good great job recruiting here you see um Pat Lambert and all those guys and the coaches did a great job bringing these these young guys in and um but i mean there's just so many names to pick from but my my personal time i got to work with um like i don't i don't want to choose favorites but uh my personal time i got the people i got to work with uh, definitely uh redshirt freshman um miles montgomery i mean he's he loves to compete he loves to strain when he works out he wants to he wants to be the best at everything he does and i and uh in spring ball you've seen some special flashes of him um i'm a big miles know, montgomery guy he can hit big, he can Miles big, Montgomery. The, the guy. Kid can uh, run the football. He's fearless when he runs the football. He hits the hole with speed, and he has speed on him as you see the the times that that we release. And he's also a strong kid as well. So I th- I think that he has a bright future at a trip.
4: Uh, I was actually saying Miles Montgomery's obviously MD and being jail. Tell you he he's been having a great great summer. Uh, I work a lot with Shimon. Shimon's been freaking awesome. I, I hope he comes out and has a great year. I mean our, our tight end rooms deep, but you know, if you said freak athlete, I mean the kids got it. And then uh a kid that's been awesome all summer for us and you know, we can't reiterate enough is uh Marion Smith has been phenomenal all summer. And again, like safeties, you know, we got we got a lot of good football players in that back back end, but I mean they're I think I can speak for all of us when we got Marion Smith in our group all of us are smiling cuz he comes in with a great attitude and ready to train and I mean he's been locked in all summer we've had 8 weeks to train and he's been great.
1: I think my favorite play of the spring was it was a Miles Montgomery sprinting down the sideline looking like he was he was going for a walk-in touchdown. Yeah. And Armorion came like a missile and got him at what the 4 or 5 yard line and and it was it was an explosion.
4: Amarians um, has got some speed and he's not afraid of contact and that's that's a special position. It's a special player that can do that, that position.
1: Danny, any uh Fred, freshman, redshirt freshmen that have that have jumped out to you this spring, summer?
4: He
5: cutting out, I
1: don't know. We got you a little bit. Yeah. Did you hear me? mmm the view yeah. is great. We can't really hear you, but the view is fantastic. That tree looks awesome. Yeah, was that
0: like a, was that like an orange tree? I
1: mean, it looked, like, it looked like there was some fruit on that thing. Yeah, I mean, I know.
0: I, they're hitting golden hour,
2: right? I
1: mean, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> Good looking true. Are you guys all on vacation too? I know this is oh, a vacation no. week. No, no, not for you guys. No, no. squat fest week. I, squat fest. Yeah, week. Best yeah.
7: Week. yeah. You wanna come through?
1: Uh, I'll be there. Aaron will be there. I know Dave will be there. Brent, are you gonna are you gonna make it a full staff?
0: You know, I might do the crazy thing of uh, drive in on on Thursday, spend the night in Cincy, wake up, and then head straight back to work after uh, squat fest. So it's definitely in the cards. Um, been invited. I just I, I just need to make the move, but I'm I'm standing on pins and needles waiting to hear Danny's answer about uh, who who's a freshman or a redshirt freshman. That's kind of been. Been catching your eye a little bit in the weight room and uh, through workouts.
5: Freshman or redshirt freshman? That's a tough one. Um, did somebody mention Miles Montgomery already? Yeah, yeah. unanimous. <laughs> <About, laughs> yeah, unanimous.
3: He's
5: yeah, he's a uh, you know from from the moment he got on with us, he, you know, he's he's just he's a he's a horse man. I mean, he trains his his tail off, and you know, you come watch him run the ball at practice, he runs aggressive and angry. And uh, he just keeps going. So, I mean, the way he trains and you know his mentality towards things, he he would be the guy probably that most most impresses me. Now, another guy that works really hard, Brady Lichtenberg, you know, a guy that people, you know, everybody in this you know group chat could say they love to train. Um, he's awesome, works his tail off, and uh, a great kid.
0: So we've we've kind of touched on Squat Fest a little bit. Um, yeah, I kind of want favorite stories that you guys have had throughout the years with squat fest, or maybe kind of, you know, like a guy that you saw, like you roughed and you were like, wow, did not see this coming out of this guy. Um, and Then of course also just something else you kind of look forward to seeing each time you have well, it th- this year.
2: And even before that, if anybody wants to kind of give a, an o- a brief overview for anybody listening as to what squat fest even is, if they haven't heard of squat fest before.
6: Well, Danny, you've been for, been here for all of them, so, so right. you should <laughs> tell them. Listen,
5: the okay.
3: Danny, Squat on. Fest, <laughs>
5: Squat <laughs> Fest, Squat Fest is our max squat day for summer session, um, and it's based. It's a theme lift that basically is complete, completely nuts. There's DJs there. There's a professional lighting company that comes in and lights the whole place up. The kids wear goofy stuff. We wear goofy stuff, and we max squat them. And uh, you know they love it. It's become ingrained in our program. Um, now, as far as crazy moments, I mean, I got going on five years of crazy moments to Squad Fest here, but I, I could give you, I could give you a few. Now, the first Squad Fest was in the bubble, and we had a DJ come in, and the DJ was using a smoke machine, and by the end of the second group, the entire bubble was filled with smoke, and you couldn't see. You couldn't see your hand right before
3: <laughs>
5: It was absurd. And now probably probably my second second crazy squad fest moment was uh, last year when Ryan Royer was gonna go for his PR and he made me smack him on the back of the neck and face. As hard <laughs> as anybody's ever been smacked. Okay. Um, it was uh it, it was it was crazy, but you know, that squat fest, man, it's it's an insane day. The kids love it. We love it. A um, lot of setup, but, you know, it's it's all worth it. It's all worth it.
0: Royer's got experience with the fans, so the smack was not really Oh, uh, Kids
5: and so. animals. Kids and
0: animals. <laughs> kids and animals. An animal. an animal. Awesome. What about you? Any uh, any squat fest times that really stick out to you that you were a part of?
6: So I was only here for the first one. The
0: very first one, okay.
6: Yeah, and I remember – I can't. I can't really remember exactly how we came up with the idea that like it needed to be something more. But I do remember Brady saying, like, you know, take care of it, like get some cool stuff, like let's let's make it big. And I was like, How big do you want this to be? Like, I don't know. Like you know me, you know my mind. And I was like, All right. So you know reaching out to uh you know, a DJ, a lighting company, you know, they had fog machines. I was like, All right, I mean if we're gonna gonna do this we're gonna do it as, as big as i can do it right now and it's only gotten bigger and better because every year when i see the guys, i'm like wow like if you look at the evolution of what it was and what it is now it's crazy but that first one i mean i'll never forget watching james Williams put <laughs> 605 or 600 on his back and ride it for maybe six or seven reps no belt I mean, I don't even know if the kid was bracing, taking it down to the base or down to the basement, back up to the attic, over and over and over, yelling, it's too easy, it's too easy, fog in the air, and everyone's around just like, Oh my God, like this is really happening right now. <laughs> voop, voop, and the bar is like oscillating at the top of every single rep is i I've never seen anything like that. So break. that was pretty special. Freak. As a freak.
1: That was that was the point, be honest. We've talked to Luke, we've talked to Brady about this. They did not love Wiggins when they got here because he smiled too much.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: They didn't think (laughs) he was serious. But that was that's just who Smiley is. He smiles all the time. That was the moment that they were like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. You can
6: smile
0: all you want.
1: You can smile all you want, son. (laughs) Like, let's go. Let's get after it.
0: Freak. Jo, any uh, any fun times that you had through Squat uh, Fest?
7: There's so many stories. Um, I mean, we just best is just every um, Thursday before that Friday of Squat Fest. You got the those those new fresh interns that are are uh, realizing how much we got to set up <laughs> before the <laughs> before the next day. Stand there till um, I don't know ten midnight sometimes, and uh, but. A uh, direct story is um, when Jerome Ford came. His first year, um, he was a really quiet kid. Really didn't talk to nobody that that much until um, he warmed up. But we were before squad fest. We start off. We start off before the squats, We start off with a rope with rope fights. Yeah. So we oh, started off cool. with rope fight and Coach Brady called Jerome's name out. Jerome gets down there with a a beef stick in his mouth. And he dominates whoever he's, he's across. And then he gets up with the B-sticks in his mouth just like, nothing happened. Everybody's like, what the heck is wrong with this kid?
1: <laughs> Danny, you got any, any outfits planned for this year?
5: Um, I'm not sure what the top's going to be, but I know I'm wearing jean shorts. So, Well, yeah, the
1: jean shorts were in last. Do you still fit in those jean shorts?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But Got you
1: might
5: about. have outlifted those bad boys. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a tradition. It's a tradition. Can't break it now. <laughs>
2: no mullets this year, though, huh?
5: No mullets. No mullets.
0: <laughs> Maybe a mustache. I can see Danny.
5: Danny going all in with a mustache. Maybe. To look crazy, huh? Maybe. 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 We'll
1: <laughs> see. We'll see. You guys will have to show up and see. Oh, I'll okay. be there. I've been yeah. there every year. I've been allowed. You know yeah. the COVID stuff yeah. obviously kept us out for for a couple of years, but yeah. uh, I've been there as much as I've been uh, been allowed to be there. I so I, I guess my I, I guess my next question would be: uh, a lot of you guys have have been here when this thing started, or or tied through when this thing started. I think what hit me last year when looking around at like Rob Jackson and and Little Dingle, who's not so little. And an Adonis,
2: some would say.
1: Some would say an Adonis. Uh uh, <laughs> uh Smith and Isaiah Cox. Like, how much, how noticeable has it been each year when these new guys walk in the door and you're like, we're playing with different toys. Like, mom and dad got some money now. Because we're playing with different toys. The toys, the toys we used to play with. You know, they they might have bought from, like, uh, the dollar store, not to take anything away from what kids looked like when they got here before. But now, kids walk in the door, like, there's a different level of athlete, a different level of talent, that a different – you're getting better clay to mold and shape now than you've ever gotten before, right? 100%.
5: 100%. You know the, the the talent that these coaches have brought in, as I said before, makes our job extremely easy. Um, you know, not not that we want it to be easy, but you know, it 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 presents a different type of challenge. Um, you know, to kind of to kind of work with these more you know so called elite athletes. You know, and it's been an awesome experience um, to see the program change in that sense. And all credit due to our you know our recruiting department, Pat Lambert. And uh, all that they've done, and and our coaches. And Max, you food. can't leave
1: Max out. You got you got and to Max, Max some well. Yeah,
5: you know Max, dude. You know Max out there grinding. So, um, but yeah, all, <laughs> credit, all credit to our coaches on the road, and and Pat and Max, and and the things that they do. So, um, making our job a little bit not necessarily easier, but just presenting a different challenge to us.
1: What'd you guys think the first day Rob Jackson walked in?
6: I wasn't here for that so i I don't know
3: <laughs>
6: Freaky looking 18 year old
7: yeah he's a freak he's a fr- freak got some long arms goes down to his knees standing up yeah. same with JQ JQ's the same way like yeah you get all these guys coming in all right they're kind of bit they've kind of got some muscle mass on them already or maybe a little. they got some little speed on them all right so it's like before we're starting like from ground zero, all right, working up. I wouldn't say like that. We still had like some great players come, but but just development. They develop. We're able to develop them a lot faster opposed to later years. But not to discredit what we had before. I think because I still think we developed some great players, or there were some great players that came here and and helped themselves as well.
5: Yeah, it's it's a test. It's just a testament to what the the previous guys did here at this program before. You know. It's a yeah. testament to the culture they created and, and all the wins that they, all the work they put in, all the wins that they accumulated, you know, and, and it brings in more talent, you know. So
1: we've heard a lot about Kobe and, um, and Defoe, Austin, from, from when they got here. Uh, yeah. those are two guys I think Brady would adopt as sons, uh, if he was allowed. How much did they truly, and your guys, like you were there, how much did they change the culture? Uh, even kind of right away, because right away from talking to Brady, back when those guys got here, he was like, These are my guys. I'm riding with these guys, they're gonna change this program. And it was pretty evident that they loved the work, they loved the process, they loved challenging themselves. And it felt like even as young guys, and Mike Warren, you could probably throw in that mix as well, like they impacted things right away, which is something that the program needed. To establish in that younger group, as they were going to be the guys that push to the top, like later on.
6: I mean, those guys that you all named, like they, I mean, they play a lot of ball. They were all three, four-year starters. Um, I mean, guys, I can remember Kobe and Derek coming in with that first class, and they, those two, definitely stuck out as guys that, that whether they physically were ready to play at their best ball at that time, they would do whatever it took to be on the field, whether they were 180 pounds, whether they were 200 pounds, they would do whatever it took to be on that field. And when it finally came to their time to start, because I think that first year- uh, They both played a lot I, of
1: special teams.
6: A lot of special teams. The corner, I can't really remember, it's been so long. I think the corners were like Lyndon Stevens and I can't remember who else it was. Uh, Grant Coleman. Grant Coleman, safety- And then uh, uh,
1: Cam came in as a transfer, right? Or was that year? Yeah. Cam came in the the next year. Next year,
6: yeah. Yeah. But they were guys that they had the mentality to be ready to play. And then when it finally came their time, because they they started in eighteen and it was, you know, like I'm ready now and we're ready to change this now. Like the four and eight stuff, like we're done with that. Like we're not talking about that. And they helped really lead that shift. And I think it was eleven and two that year and then took off from then. So yeah those two guys Brady would definitely adopt those two guys this
0: <laughs> so we kind of talked about how how wig was kind of a you know a, a freak in the weight room and it sounds like Jerome had a little freaky to him as well uh, who would you guys name as your freaks in the weight room as far as just pushing weight pound for pound type ordeal or even just the biggest dudes out there and who's kind of like the craziest who's got a little bit of like a, a bit of an edge to them that you're like <laughs> You know what, I just saw a little something out of him on that on that rep where would not want to mess with this man no matter what. Uh, just, you know, craziest and then freakiest. Don't Tell us, where. Danny. <laughs> on the, <laughs> on the current Danny. team
5: or of <laughs> all hey, time?
0: Anytime. Hey, all time.
3: Either way.
5: Um, I mean, we've had a lot come through here, man. I mean – Ryan Royer's a complete nut job. Joel DeBlanco was crazy. <laughs> um Ty Van Fawson. Ty Van Fossen's freaky. Complete nut case. Um I'm trying to think who else. Who else guys? I
4: think both yeah,
5: oh, Dingles. The Dingles. Both both both. Both Dingles, dingles. Diggs, Brody, love that smoke. Brody Brody
4: Ingle was crazy. Yeah. I mean Trey Tugger's a freak and it says he can move weight and he's super athletic. No, you
5: know, Trey Trey
7: Tucker wants to smoke.
4: Dante
5: Corleone, Dante Corleone,
1: and Dom O'Perry. Those are two guys that are also brutally strong. Did you guys hear the uh, De Blanco story from the Holy Grail? No. (laughs) No. So, you know, he was a bar back at the Holy Grail, right?
7: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, the boxes, like the industrial cardboard that cases come in to restaurants? Yeah. So the Holy Grail is one of our sponsors and we're, we're good friends with the guys that own the Holy Grail and they went into the back one day and Joel was breaking down boxes to go out to the dumpster and he finds him with one of the industrial strength uh, cases, cardboard cases and he's rolling it
3: <laughs>
1: like this and Jimmy is like what are you doing? Like that—that that type of strength is not human. And Joel's like, I've been trying to figure out a way to get my hands and wrists stronger. This is the best <laughs> workout I've, I've ever found for my hands and my wrists. That sounds and he's like just cool. He's just taking these, like, you know, that that cardboard's like that thick. Yeah, and you've got like, you know, a, a double-sided version of it. And he's just rolling it up like it's a like it's a you know a a poster.
2: Isn't it laminated poster. too? Right? Yeah
1: like, yeah, like it's it's like that. That's how crazy Joel was. Like Joel was always looking for. I've got to, my I've got to get my hand stronger for tackling, so I'm just going to mangle these 24 pack uh, cardboard cases, which I'm sure none of yeah, that surprises any of you. Yeah,
7: yeah, that sounds like a jiggle
5: story. <laughs> Dedicated to the strength game, he loved yeah. it.
1: He looks what? like a strength coach. Like at some point in time, he's gonna be a strength coach, right? He might be. I don't know. I don't know what Joel's
5: plans are. He could be. He's got you know. He's got <laughs> enough you know enough nutcase in him to
1: do it. So, or he'll, he'll follow in the path of his sister and be a model somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's a little better looking than him though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so what are your guys' game day uh duties, you know, when on on Saturdays and Fridays and whatnot, and, and also what are how, how rowdy do you try and get that little section of the uh, sidelines for each kickoff and,
6: and everything of that sort? Uh... Well, I mean, I haven't been here in a minute, so I don't really know right. exactly what my game day responsibilities will be, whether help with the warming up of the guys or being in the locker room, stretching guys out. Not sure. But, yeah, definitely has always been rowdy right there uh, for, like, kickoff and kick return. Like, that's something that I think is pretty special because it's, it's one of those things as a strength coach, like at other places I've been at, where you kind of got to, like, corral the kids up. Well, when you're at Cincinnati, you're trying to hold these kids back because they're trying to get on the field. They're trying to have 30 guys on the field instead of 11. So it's it's pretty exciting to be a part of.
4: But that's all I know for now. Party party at the 50 is always a good time. I think my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the game that gets overlooked is wake-ups. I mean, we come in in the morning. Oh, wake-ups the hotel are great. You got, you got the smell and salt ready to go, banging on that door with that master key, giving <laughs> Mitch a heart attack. Coming through, okay. let's go! I mean, the first thing yeah. you do, getting yell get, get yelled beer. at, getting yeah. yelled get at, getting yelled at. But it's uh it's awesome. I mean, you would change it for anything. Get the guys going. No better way for there to start today to see my beautiful faces who smell smelling smalls, to make sure they're ready for breakfast. <laughs>
3: Nothing
4: better. <laughs> Danny, do you remember when I bought that
6: speaker and we started like getting the master key and kicking the doors down and literally grabbing the kids, yeah, the bed and that throwing lady, them back in. To, uh,
5: yeah, that lady at the graduate, whatever it was before the Marriott, yeah. started F-bombing us in the middle of the hallway. We're like, lady, we're just trying to do our job. We're trying to win this game today. Wake these kids up. Please don't. Please stop
0: F-bombing
3: yeah, us in the middle of the hallway.
0: Oh, those are the ones that are yelling at you? Is just the the staff? Yeah, no. It's, yeah, oh, hotel normal staff. oh, normal no, people. Oh, no. Yeah, you get no, normal
7: civilians. people yelling at you. The
5: civilians in the hotel. I think <laughs> I'm
7: a kid in here <laughs> trying to sleep.
6: We're being too loud. The kids, the kids
3: wanted, they started the expecting up. it. Yeah. yeah,
6: you got the kids literally like waiting to like jump us when we get in there. Like.
2: yeah, they haven't but realized, fine, like, not, not to put kids in, in and around the team. Like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't yeah, put I families mean, there.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. But get, give me your best maybe higher ground story, out. each of you. Well, oh, man, yep, here we uh, go. Uh, we're, at, we're almost at the end for you guys, so we got to get the tough questions in now.
2: And also, best higher ground meal.
1: And how much, how close were you to thinking that 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 Ferg was in, in, in big trouble if any of you were there? Uh, you know what I'm talking oof. about.
3: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Talk about
1: a damper on a final day. Like, that final day is supposed to be throwing everybody in the yeah. cold tubs and... I, I still, Danny, I don't know yeah. if you saw this or not, but my favorite part of that in retrospect, now that we know that Ferg was fine, as it's all happening, like Chris Ferguson had a heat episode. He was in bad shape. And yeah. as everything is happening, everybody's standing there, like, concerned, looking on, and Metz looks at me and goes, it'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know, Mets like, this looks pretty bad. Like they're loading was, up into an ambulance right now. Like this isn't yeah,
3: good, but it it's gonna be fun. I,
1: I almost deal. expected him to go Rocky. If he does, he does. Jesus. Yeah, was,
3: <laughs>
5: that's tough. But it was a scary deal. But Michelle and Aaron and Bob and that staff they did a great job. Reacted reacted quicker than any any AT staff I've ever seen and saved the day. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So, so
1: who's your favorite right. getting thrown into the cold tub or like what's what's the what's what's the standout story from some of you guys? And what's your favorite food at higher ground? And why is it the modern ranch um, I'll chicken go. sandwiches? Oh
5: <laughs> I'll go uh favorite yeah. food is either the chicken fried steak, chicken fried steak or the um the, the bone in chicken that they make is the fried chicken is unbelievable. Yeah, that's and good. the uh it, the catfish.
1: The I haven't catfish had the catfish. I've heard a lot of good things about the
5: catfish. The fried catfish is good. Um, my favorite story—I don't know if I have one specifically—but I'll tell you my favorite moments in camp are definitely that last couple days where we do the fire and all the seniors get to get to kind yeah. of express their their two cents and their stories and their and their you know well, how they feel about their time in Cincinnati. That's definitely my favorite part of camp.
4: Um, I think Alex, i getting put on scholarship it was really an awesome moment. One of the moments, uh, I was thinking like COVID 2020, you know, we were really having, are we playing? Are we not? And, uh, coach Brady got the fire department from like West Harris to come out and had a big slip and slide and talk about like changing momentum of camp or kind of like refocusing on why we were there, just kind of take some of the pressure off the stresses off of COVID. I think those two things were huge and awesome. <laughs> Awesome moments when we were there. Best meal has got to be – I mean, chicken fry steak's up there. Catfish is good. But, I mean, one of my favorite things about camp is, like, that that Thursday night post-snack. We're out, get a little skyline at that St. Leon Skyline Chili is one of the Woo-hoo! best skylines out there. Get a little code red Mountain Dew after, yeah, you know, baby. 14 days of 90 degrees, sweating outside all day, getting some conies and some cheese fries. Definitely recharge the batteries. So, I mean – I don't I mean I've got so many moments from higher ground, but it's also like the little moments of just, you know, just being with the boys and being with the guys, playing Euchre after snack, and just getting to know them more than just athletes and football players. I mean we spend so much time with them, but um them getting to see us besides just strength coaches and as individuals and you know, try to connect with them and try to build relationships that last a lifetime. I mean, Mick Oakes just sent me a picture of me on this uh podcast with a double chin. Hey. I mean, never, like, he just
5: texted me, dude. His, Oaks just came over the wire, dude. So, was so I mean
4: someone like that that means so much to me. You know, moments at Higher Ground have uh, created those relationships, and I I can't be more thankful for those moments. Jail.
7: I'm sorry. The question was the uh, the best moments at Higher Ground. I kept yeah, what, What's now. your
1: favorite stuff at Higher Ground, and then what's your favorite food at Higher Ground?
7: Um... Uh, Favorite food? I'll start with that. It's all all of it actually, but um,
3: <laughs> I go that.
7: with the chicken fried steak, and then when they have the churros <laughs> night, um, they can attest oh, yeah. that I'll eat about ten to fifteen churros. Um, with the vanilla, line, with
5: at, the vanilla
7: cinnamon. <laughs> one time I went to one in the higher ground, weighing two oh five. I left when like two twenty. <laughs> um,
1: oh, that's great.
0: The Majay diet.
1: Yeah, my J. Get another plate. I'm full, coach. Get another plate. <laughs> uh all right. Final question before we let you guys go, unless you guys got anything else. Aaron Brent.
0: Yeah, I got I've got one. Um, okay. Your favorite Brady story that will That A, was mine.
1: So we have the same That, that so will A not
0: yet. get you in trouble with Brady and B not get Brady in too much trouble.
5: I don't know if we could talk about any of these on the air, to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! How was La Torta Loco when he took you guys? That's my unbelievable. spot. Unbelievable,
5: unbelievable! We haven't been back. We need to go back. We we're
1: literally talking about the so. Other day. So they just um, today they just opened up a new spot in Florence that's like a full restaurant. Oh, really? So it's like a full restaurant with a bar and like the whole like actual like a bunch of seating uh, available. So, like, they're they're legit now. Um, they got out of the little tiny little grocery store setting, and they're okay. moving into a, a big restaurant in Florence. Yeah, so, after, you, after uh, you have that place, you don't need to eat for the next two days. Did, did everybody finish their torta?
5: I think so. I did. A I lot. know J.O. did. I can only do half.
7: Oh, yeah. I
3: Definitely can't do a whole.
7: That
5: the place is great.
7: It's so good, though.
1: Yeah, so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah. J-L-L- all right, come on. Well, Brady you know, stories. Guys, give them to us.
3: Brady stories. Feed <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <PD>. me. <laughs> what can we get? They're each, all four right now, going through their minds on what can I get away with here. I'm just glad Brady <laughs> didn't.
2: I'm just glad Brady didn't get a link to this podcast because I feel like he'd yeah. pop in right now to try and stop <laughs> all of this. <laughs>
3: okay,
1: okay. Hold on. I just got a text. I just got a text and it says. I want their best story. Bring it on! Ha ha
3: ha! Oh man! I mean, I don't know.
5: I'm, I'm trying to think of one that's a little, you know. I know you guys said we can't. We're not supposed to keep it PG,
1: but you know. I mean, I you can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. You can do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like the FCC ain't got shit on us. Just, just don't get in yeah.
0: trouble with compliance.
1: Yeah, just, we don't, <laughs> I don't want to get a call from Trevor. That's all I'm asking uh... for.
0: Let's let's go PG 13, you know. Don't, don't push it all the way to R. You don't have to do that.
5: Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know, boys.
3: Okay. Okay. They're, Brady, R- they're, the,
1: the Brady they're going soft on you, brother.
4: <laughs> oh man.
1: Send them a link, Aaron. Send them a link. <laughs> uh, I, don't know. Right.
4: I mean, I could just give you like a, a daily interaction that kills all of us every day. Oh. Yeah, the
6: daily stuff is kind of funny.
4: So, like, I mean, I, I I do a lot of our charting. And every day he comes in, and there's always some type of note for me for the day. And then he comes this and he good. spins the chart on my desk. He turns around, whips out, and they turn right back around and then waits for me to, because I got to read the note to everybody. He's, like, he's like peeking in the room waiting to see our reaction to the notes. <laughs> and then or be like trip your number sucked and then I'll run out and then I'm in a panic knowing I'm in a panic and then he comes <laughs> back and he's like I'm just kidding and then runs right back out and I'm like oh and then like everybody laughs at me I mean that's that's the nicest one we, we can give for right now if you we guys come on Friday if you guys come on
1: Friday we'll tell you we'll tell you the rated R
3: stuff
1: <laughs> 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 he's got a link in his, in his email right now we'll see if he shows up he showed up in <laughs> Vegas with Fick Leaving oh, uh, sauces uh, draft dinner post dinner. You've never seen that.
2: They were It's him through... and Thick
1: looking like they're they're in part of uh like uh like the Hangover, walking down the <laughs> hallway in <into> the Bellagio. Right.
3: <laughs> you know, classic. Danny, you
0: uh you offering some R-rated stories just changed my like sixty forty coming to like an eight <laughs> twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> So, I, want, so I want R plus. Yeah. Give
0: me R plus. You know, is there NC yeah. the, the yeah, seventeen? Stuff? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. The NC seventeen stuff. Yeah. Oh
0: Little off the rails there, but yeah. Uh,
2: sure. I told Brady I want a shirt this year. He gave me the thumbs up, so we'll see.
7: <laughs> you want a shirt?
1: it's like a, a high, like th- that's the energy of like a squat fest. Uh oh. <laughs>
3: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You motherfuckers. (laughs) None of you
8: guys have the balls to fucking tell a story?
1: (laughs) All right, Brady, give us a story on each of them.
8: A story on each of them? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh... That's hard to come up with, yeah. Well, I mean, first you got nicknames, right? You got the Italian stallion right there, the meatball, Felino. Uh, you got Dr. Miyagi there in the middle, Austin. Okay. You got Trip Daddy right there, AKA Luther Richardson's dad.
1: <laughs> you look just like fucking Luther. Holy shit. You look just like Luther. Now that and you then, say that,
2: I'll, I'll never be able to unsee it. And then we got Big Poppy
1: down
8: there in the left corner. Big Poppy, AKA Coach McThickens.
1: Greatest entrance into a podcast of all time.
8: Oh, I don't can't know. Be. The Vegas, Vegas was still. The Vegas one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was was talking about that, the Vegas one.
8: How about this crew, huh? Look at these boys. They did a good job now. They They did did. a great job. You scared J.O. off, Brady. Oh, he'll be back. (laughs) His
1: internet connection's probably going in and out.
8: He's probably watching other things.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, thank you, first of all, Brady, for setting this up because this was great to get a different perspective. Like, you know, everybody's used to hearing the Brady stories. It's nice to get the the spider web of all the uh, the stories from these guys as well, because they're just as big a part.
8: Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I, again, you know, just like Coach always preaches, a lot of, you know, direction and uh, credit and all that shit is always given to certain people. And, I mean, let's face it, all the success that we've had, I mean, Danny's been here from the beginning. Uh, Austin was here in the beginning and then, you know, took a little venture away. Trip was here. And then took a little year hiatus, came back. J.O. was an intern, you know, went, spread his wings, then came back. I mean, it's not a one-man show. It never is. And, uh, you know, I know these guys know it, but I love them all to death. They're fucking awesome. Um, our kids love them. You know, to me, that's the number one thing. Like, you know, being a strength coach, yeah, you got to be smart. You got to know what you're doing. There's, you know, science-based research and all that. But it's about relationships and you know, I don't give a shit what anybody in the country says. Like, these four guys right here, they're the best. And, uh, you know, like I tell our guys, I'll take our guys any given Saturday against anybody. I'd go to fucking war with those four guys right there any day. Um, so, it's it's cool to see them on there. I, I was enjoying it. My daughter came down. She goes, Daddy, don't you normally do that? And I said, yes, but tonight it's the boys.
1: <laughs> it was pretty just, one cool. last qu- just one last question for Austin. What's it like to be with someone that you know is better at their job than anything you could possibly ever do?
6: <laughs> it's tough sometimes, man. It's, it's tough. <laughs> do you I watch those
3: videos? gut punch, dude. No,
1: no, no. So, so <laughs> I have this same – like I'm not dating Justin Williams, but I have the same problem when Justin Williams writes a story. I'm like, I could never fucking do that. I'm not that good of a writer. I could never do that. I could only imagine being Austin and watching – like uh, one of the pregame like hype videos that Kelsey puts out, and just, and being like, I she's better than me at anything I can possibly do.
8: Well, the secret uh, you... behind it all is is ninety percent of it is Austin. You know, that's the secret. <laughs> I'll I'll ask her that next time I see her. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. The higher ground. The problem stories, is, we
1: all know she could kick all of our asses.
8: Yes, she could. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: Lambert. Lambert had an exchange with her at Higher Ground last year, right? Where like basketball. Yeah, I heard. yeah basketball. Yeah. Bloody knows.
8: Bloody knows. Yeah. The, the best was the Higher Ground stories, and they're great. Of course, the boys love the food; it's unbelievable. But nobody brought up skits. Come on, Danny. You're the, you're, keep, you're the <laughs> ringleader of those, brother. We, how many, wow, many strike wow. coaches come in smoking a cigarette, pounding a beer? <laughs>
5: That's true. That's true. I've done
3: that. <laughs> I've the done that. Sometimes I look back on it,
5: and I'm not extremely proud of it, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it. you know, I kind of leave those for the exclusively for people <laughs> at higher ground.
3: That's true. All right.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. Uh... Brian says this now truly looks like the Brady bunch. I put you in the middle. No <laughs> oh, man. Here's a story of a man named Brady. Brady,
0: we did get out that Jo pounded like 15 churros. I, I mean, is that? Oh, is that's that part average. of his. That's an oh, average. Average. Form. Okay.
1: Okay. He
8: loves those churros. <laughs> <laughs> kind of all. Who in makes in the best milkshake?
1: Well. Who makes the best higher ground milkshake? <laughs> Don't you guys hang out and make the milkshakes? You know, you know who makes the best <laughs> higher ground milkshake?
5: Yeah all the interns we've ever
1: had <laughs> <laughs> all right boys this has been absolutely outstanding brady thank you for linchpinning this and getting it set up austin trip danny jo popping back in this was uh this was fantastic and we will do this again for sure because i love it
6: thanks for
8: having thanks us. To you. appreciate it you we'll nice also night. see you friday Friday. Yeah. Let's go, wait. Mess, baby. Brent, you better you better get in your car and get here. You've <laughs> had too many excuses, too many years.
0: You know what? You just pushed me over the limit. Hundred percent, I'll be there. How about you've that? been called <laughs> out,
1: sir? You've been called out.
0: Hundred percent, I'll be there. Oh well, see you later, everyone else. Geez.
1: Well, I told totally awesome. thanks
0: for thanks for sticking it out with us.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was
6: just you know I was just waiting for it to be appropriate for when it's done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still got like an hour to go. We're, like. We got we got a lot more podcasts to do, but this portion, uh, Jo's back.
0: Yep, he's just
1: oh nice no, eh. in and out, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. again, though, guys. That was that was great stuff. And Brady, thanks for popping in at the end. And you guys now are affectionately known as the Brady bunch. Like
3: oh,
1: shit. no, well <laughs> no, like no, because of the format and because of the boxes. Brady and the boys. Like, yeah. So the Brady bunch like the kind boys. of fits. Okay, uh, I think it's kind of the Brady. One. You
0: got to see the show, the boys, Chad. It's it's, it's part of the mailbag. We'll uh, we'll dive in further on it. So it's a. It's, it's a but yeah, right. Friday Squat Fest will be there. Austin, you're the only one I can officially say thank you for coming on the pod. <laughs>
6: uh,
1: Tell Shark we said we love her.
4: I will.
6: I will.
0: <laughs> Tell Shark I said hi. And then, uh, yeah,
3: just
0: got them back. Oh, J.O. J.O. Gosh, I'm loving the grit that you're showing here, JL. You're not giving up, man. Your determination this, is, this is impressive. Is
7: good. Yeah, it keeps kicking me out. It's probably my old iPhone. Right? They
0: can't hold you down, JL. They
3: cannot. StreamYard is
1: not good with phones in general. We've had that problem with Brady a couple times as well. So it happens. We Mainly when it. I'm driving. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see you on Friday, JL. We'll see you on Friday, Austin. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. You. BC, love you, brother. Thanks for love this. You boys. This is great. Oh Thanks yeah. For, love it. Yep. We'll see you. See you. Good night. So that was mostly unexpected. Brady had hit me up uh while I was on vacation. And was like, "Hey, I want to get I want to get the boys on a podcast." with you guys since you know you've been so friendly to the strength and conditioning program
2: gee let me think um sure
1: absolutely (laughs) so I was like you know I'm I'm on vacation um let me get back to you on Monday and we'll work on setting something up which I thought meant setting something up for the future yeah we'll get to that in just a second and uh no today he hit me up he was like all right are the boys on on the podcast or what I'm like yeah, let's go. Let's I had not even really told you guys that that was. I told. I think I told. I mentioned it to you, Aaron, right? That it was something. You, like,
2: yeah, you said that it's down the road. Gonna, we're gonna set up.
1: Yeah, we set it up today. We sure did, and it was it was fantastic. It was great. That's so good. Yeah, so and, good. And
0: most of the time, when you've got a four man visitor crew like that, it's 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 like you know you're you're feeling it out, and then you know they finally all were able to join in together, and and we got some good back and forth because all of them have stories
1: i mean well yeah i, I mean like- the problem is the timing right like yeah,
3: well yeah who's gonna Definitely.
1: talk like they didn't want to step on each other's toes right so as we do this more going forward like i i wouldn't mind this being like a once every two months thing because now they're going to be more comfortable and be a little bit more relaxed talking to us and then talking us through things or we can do it one at a time even you know
0: Sprinkle Royer in, sprinkle, sprinkle Brady in. I mean, yeah, do it all.
1: All right, let's rock it out. Uh, this is the last one for a little while uh, in terms of the the BVP because uh, they're gonna, they're gonna take the summer off. There, there's plans for Urban Artifact to be back uh, in in time for football season. But if you're interested, in the meantime, this slot will be open. Timestamps. Sponsoring right now. Urban Artifact is the largest sour-only brewery in the United States. They pack over 700,000 pounds of real fruit into their lineup of fruit tarts every year. Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Tap Room, and Shabercat Journal. to get two dollars off a flight before tasters. Uh I guess that expires July 1st. What do you guys what are you guys having? You're have, having the
2: I have the key lime salsa. I think it's actually really good. Is it like a? It's like a party in
0: your mouth. There's there's definitely a lot of flavors happening. Yeah, and then and then also it, you get a little uh little Bloody Mary to it, a little little Bloody Mary feel to it. Okay. But uh. What do you have? You know what I mean? Peaches and cream. We we brought the peaches and cream back. All right. Uh, All right. Well, he even okay. used it. He even
2: used peaches and cream in his
0: questioning. Yeah. He did. He did. I did. I did. Thank you for for catching that. I caught it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and also hundredth hundredth show, we'll have to just out the astronaut food. Do do a little cheers to them. How
1: about that? All right. Thank uh Scotty, I'm gonna need some astronaut food nope. for the hundredth uh, show. You,
2: yeah, you need some. We we got I some. need some.
1: You guys have some. I didn't I didn't get that when I when I got my uh my care package.
2: Reach cream, cream is tasty. Just have uh, have Mick send you his <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that was awesome. Like that was the uh, <laughs> one step closer to getting shark on the podcast and I'm here for it. I'm more scared of shark than I am Brian cook. That's honestly fair. She's so good at what she does. Like mm-hmm. I've tweeted about it for a year. Like I, I don't know anybody that is good as, as good at what they do than shark is at what she does.
2: Well, that's what we should do. We should go Shark and and Eichel simultaneously.
1: I'm down. That's up to. I mean, if they're if they're down, I'm down. I, I'll I'll hit them both next time I see them and see if they're willing. I hit them up. Shoot them up.
0: She posts things that move me to tears. It's just fantastic. some of it
1: does. It does. Like some of it when you like when you get the flashback of like the emotion of what happened and how good she is at capturing it.
0: And then the overlay of like a uh, motivational speech or something right. like that Luke said in the or like uh, Dan the Horn. dumb
1: shit that assholes have said on TV. Yeah, yeah. To like discredit Cincinnati, like, UCLA
0: won. Yeah, it was like f- for the Navy game, I think, and they were like talking about how like they're the sl- they're slower than that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a uh,
1: I can't wait until so is a great job. I can't wait until you see really good at
0: her job. Can't wait until you see
2: Austin on Friday though, and he's like, Why, why'd you do me like that? On the podcast, no, no,
1: like, no that's, <laughs> that's just reality. Like, I, I'm not—I didn't do him like anything. That guy knows his wife is better at what she does than just about anybody in the world. That's why she's there's there's been major people that have tried to hire Shark away from UC, and Fick values her so much that he's made sure that it hasn't happened.
0: Yeah, well, well done. And gosh, those the, those daggone TikTok. The, like popular videos, the, yeah. The reveal videos, things the are always hilarious. reveals, yeah, yeah. She's and also the uniform reveals; those yeah. are those are up there with anything else that the country's pumping out. Yeah. What? what is that? Oh, I I literally was just in my head. My <laughs> bad. Well, I was saying something, so you ran over me. What's up with
2: that? You said it after
1: him. <laughs> yeah. so
0: I was saying something, and
2: instead he of was him talking, me, so
1: he wasn't listening to me. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love oh, being vacation. Did you guys Come miss on. me last week or what?
2: I mean, no, I was because
1: Andre Morgan was outstanding.
2: I was too busy with power outages and internet outage. Uh. And, uh. Dre was awesome.
1: Dre was. He was. Dre was. That's was as good a hard. dude as as I know. He I, gave yeah.
2: us literally as much time as he possibly could before his seventeen missed calls. He had to get back to. Yeah.
1: So you know why he was on. Let me tell the real story why he was on. Because he loves us. Uh, yes, partially. Yes. So I think two days before I was leaving, um I was talking to him about something outside of, of this. And Kelly was packing. It was actually, I think it was Saturday, and we left Sunday morning. So Kelly's packing and, and we're talking, and I'm talking to Dre about something. And Dre's like, Kelly, don't let him work. And she's like, well, he's got all these podcasts and these shows that he has to do. And Dre's like, I got you. Like, what? I got you. He's not allowed to work on this vacation. You guys are going to go have a real actual vacation where Chad's not sitting in the room. And Kelly and Kelsey are on vacation. And Chad is just working from a different spot. So he kind of, and I was like, all right, then bbp monday night eight o'clock he's like i'm in i got you
3: well how that's about how that, that came
1: about that's how good of a dude dre is like mm-hmm.
2: and it kelly's was kelly's like
1: thank you <laughs> and
2: it was a kick-ass interview to just to it was beat, he so. was great
1: yeah he was he's was outstanding and then dave and mo uh thursday night were were excellent mm-hmm. we would have done a couple more nightcaps but uh the people in Athens don't like Aaron for whatever well,
2: reason. Well, well, God started it.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, um, I want to love something in my life as much as Mo loves cigars. I mean, that was his his break. They went for incredible. like forty
1: five minutes on cigars. Your girlfriend,
2: was, your girlfriend's
0: actually upset with that statement. No, I think she would be appalled if I loved her as much as he loves cigars. <laughs> <laughs> she'd, she'd be freaked out, to be honest. With you. I'd be telling her what she was doing and like. When she was like 15, I was like, how do you know this, Brent? I don't know. I love you so much.
6: <laughs> it's, uh, you
0: know why. what? I, I, I rescind my comment. You're
1: right. <laughs>
0: it's insane.
6: So
1: yeah. so thanks to you guys for carrying the torch. And thanks to, to everybody for, uh you know, holding down the content game while I, I took a – that was a big trip. Like, so I met Kelly three weeks after I moved back from L.A. More than
0: Brent loves Brady's facial hair, Jason. Uh, Jason, the uh, the the amount of strength it took for me to hold in, letting Brady know that his mustache still looks great. It it took a lot of me tonight. Tonight, he looks like Brady.
2: He looks like Mac from Super Troopers,
0: right? Brady, that a mustache, bit, man,
1: a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but cool. for us to get a chance to really kind of like, so like I said, I met Kelly three weeks after I moved home from LA from when I lived in, in L.A. in my early 20s. Uh, and I've you know I've always talked about how awesome it is out there uh, in the little beach towns right there in L.A. And she's always been upset that she's never been. So we got a chance to knock that off. We went to Petco Park, which is fucking amazing. If you got a chance to go to Petco Park, you go to Petco Park.
2: Chad, that place have- is
1: outstanding.
2: Thanks, thanks to Brady and his entrance. We have to watch F-bombs or they're going to put us in timeout on YouTube.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, thing.
2: Yeah. That, sorry. That's that's producer Aaron coming through.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a limit on like uh, like you you can't you can't drop f bombs a certain number of times if or you, you want to stay monetized. Yeah. It's mo- if you want to uh, stay monetized. So we have to. Brady came in. Brady came in AK-47.
0: Guns blazing,
2: <laughs>
1: <I was laughs> like he was amazing. playing Warzone.
0: Somebody's Scarface
1: yeah, highlights he, would would really struggle he, on YouTube. That was, that he was, was he was nice playing bang, GTA Five right. and just <laughs> bang bang bang,
3: yeah. Oh. Um, well.
1: But yeah, it was a, it was a great vacation. It was a great trip. San Diego was awesome. Vegas was a great time. Uh, outside of the fact that I I should have come home, about even on this trip. Uh, but I got greedy at the roulette wheel. I got up a bunch, and then I lost it all fast. <laughs> and then I went to bed. It's
0: like life, four uh, in the morning. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? Oh. I mean,
1: it is like it's Vegas. I was only like I didn't I didn't spend an absorbent an exorbitant amount of gambling. I had just been really over like two and a half hours, I was really patient at the roulette wheel. And I was I had a system right? and I was stacking up and then you get to that point where it starts to slow down a little bit. yeah. And then you try to like, okay, well I'll just double up here and be all right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll just double up here. And then I didn't. And then next thing you know, it was all gone. And I was like, ah, well that, that was unfortunate because I, I had cashed out Brent. I had three times taken a hundred dollars and turned it into like $800 to $1,000. Yeah. Walked over, got my ticket, walked over, got the stack of hundreds in my pocket, yeah. put a hundred back in, built it back up, walked and over, then you start cashed to, out, yeah. and then you start to lose. You just got this big wad of hundreds in your pocket that you're like, all right, we'll try one more. All right, we'll try one more. And stick, then-
0: Stick to your units, Chad. Yeah.
1: I know, I fucked up. I fucked up bad, but yeah. I had fun. I had a great time.
0: Yeah. Two more.
1: What?
2: That was two more f bombs. You're killing
0: me, Smalls. <laughs> he was just on vacation. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but no, but no, I, oh, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I've only been to Vegas once, which once, which is probably my uh, one one of the bigger downfalls in my life. But uh, that's going to change as well. But I always love going to the roulette table, kind of instantly. And hundred on black right away, see what happens. And then if it hits then it'll be a good vacation, if it doesn't, then, uh, we'll, we'll see how we can finagle our way through.
1: You guys talk for a second. I'll be right
0: back. Okay. I will. Aaron, you are here right. alive and well. Um, I wanted to, I guess we'll touch on basketball for a tiny bit and then come back to uh, recruiting of both sports before we jump into that mailbag. So I guess a quick timestamp of, uh, Chad vacation, re uh, recollection, uh, reminiscence, and then um, urban artifact, uh, fruit tart for beer. There we go. Mm. Cheers. Cheers to you, brother. That that key lime salsa. Awesome. Ooh. Party I in mean, the mouth, baby.
2: I expected it to be more spicy than it is. Especially yeah. with like
0: the peppers and stuff in it, right, right. It's kind of like the peppercorn, like the it kind of gets just more like a peppery taste than a than a spicy taste. I I'm probably. not getting
2: any of that. Maybe I just eat too much hot stuff. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Uh, but basketball do you, wise, what? Do you, do you, are you like Chad? Do you think the McDonald's Sprite is spicy? It's no, not, I think you
1: dumbass.
0: I think that's ready to to make me burp when I need to burp. That's the <laughs> thing one. Sure. I like I like that, and I like their Diet Coke. I definitely did hear that they do a little something special to it, like Coke gives them some special syrup or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's not that it's spicy. It's a that's a an internet phrase. It's tingly, right? For like, it's different than if you get a bottle of Sprite. That shit doesn't taste anything like a McDonald's Sprite, right? Right. That McDonald's Sprite, you take a drink and it's like,
0: hmm. yeah, I agree. That's
3: all.
0: I agree, Um, Chad. Let's. Touch on basketball for a tiny bit, and then we're going to touch on uh, both recruiting and basketball and football after that, and then getting into the mailbag. We're, we're already getting pretty deep into this
1: sucker, but we'll, uh, we'll... Well, let me just say something to Brian here real quick on the whole, like, uh, the gambling hotline. Okay. I am aware hm. that gambling is not for me. Yeah. We have talked about this a million times, like, gambling on sports, like, going to the casino. It's not for me. I know... When I start like when it starts rolling, I'm bad at it because I'm I'm good at like the system to build up the bank. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the bank gets built up, then I have, you know, the common everyday dumbass interaction of wanting to take this and turn it into this instead of just taking this and taking my dumb ass to bed at three o'clock in the morning. I stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning and go to the bed with no money in my pocket.
0: <sighs> Sounds like me. I know. Yeah.
1: I'm terrible. I'm a terrible gambler.
0: Well, yeah. That's pretty much me every day with, with sports gambling. So Yeah. yeah I, I
1: know rough. enough to be really dangerous to myself Yeah, when it comes to gambling. Like, that's that's just the reality of the situation.
0: I'm either going to, to bed happy and saying, like, good night, babe, or I'm going to bed, like, and I get a, hey, why are you mad? And yeah. then it's like. I don't know. I went
1: to bed mad that night, and I shouldn't have. Like, I had a great, like, when I woke up the next day, I'm like, you know what? I didn't spend that much money. I took out a couple hundred bucks. Right. I used it systematically to build up a bunch, and then I lost it. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, anyway, back on to to, to topic. Matthew, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. I like it. Um, I
1: didn't go to a sports book at all. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's also a bad place for me because you know what happens, I bet like, you know you see over nine point five and they win nine games and then it's my fault <laughs> that they didn't hit the over. I don't. I, I'm not you got the that juju. On me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, putting that on me.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, quickly with basketball, Chad. Obviously, you've been off the grid a little bit, um, rightfully so, and doesn't seem like outside of you know birdies and whatnot. Uh, we did get a beautiful highlight tape. From the Smith League, and yes, it is the Smith League. We talked about Kaluk Zikbe getting himself some highlights last weekend. This weekend, though, was uh, a a one-two punch where if there's a game or two where both of them are hitting their shots from deep, could be pretty doggone special. Um, That's with Landers Nolly and Jeremiah Davenport on the same team for the Smith League, and they were just raining threes. Dapping up with Daniel Skelling's on the sideline, and uh, just seemed like they were you know, hit, hitting on off cylinders. Aaron, do you have that that video? I do. I believe we can pull that up if you haven't seen it yet. I think it's on it's on the Smith Leagues um, page. And man, I'm a sucker for any bit of highlights that you can get in the off season. You know, even like Jarrett Hensley's little little highlight video from this past year. But I mean, you just watch Nolly and you watch Jeremiah just raining. And and Chad and, and Aaron, you have to imagine there's gonna be some games where if both of them are hitting, you get some uh, some working from from DDJ getting in the lane and whatnot. It could be a pretty dangerous if both of them are able to get going at the same time in the game, or if one of them are off, you hope that the other one's on. It's just it it adds just the single bit of lander's Nolly added to this group, just makes it even that
1: much more dangerous. Well, that's kind of the thing, right? Is, is there are just more weapons now that that they simply didn't have last year. Like that was the problem with last year. Is it was if you could shut down to Julius, you could rely on. You know, we're gonna make this. Um, we're gonna make JD beat us, and they ran defense at those two guys. And nobody else could make them pay for it. I still think like I still think they're not where they probably need to be yet in terms of like having a guy you can really throw it to and get a bucket. Right. But I think you have now more people that can handle the ball, get to the rim, make something happen in the paint, draw the defense, you know, dish for a dunk or or whatever the case may be. Like, you've got so many more options that allow you to be a threat that just simply weren't there last year. Like, you were relying on guys that weren't capable of consistently producing 15, 18 points.
2: Well, we didn't have anybody outside of DDJ that could really create his own shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what I—that's what I meant by everybody just loaded up onto Julius. Yeah, ran their defense at him, and then you know if Jeremiah got hot and hit seven threes, there wasn't much you could do. Right, but that's not repeatable. Like, no matter how good of a shooter he is, he's a forty percent shooter. So in order to make seven, he's got to—he's got to shoot twelve or thirteen or whatever the math, you know. So, just having Landers, having Rob Fennessey, having Kalu, having Josh Reed, having Dan Skilling's, who was in the crowd, tapping his boys up. Who I've talked to a couple people that have, uh, you know, I, I I've talked to a, a few outside birdies mm-hmm. that are not, you know, personal birdies, right? Um, that have said he just he's fit pretty seamlessly in to what they're doing.
0: The length so, is real.
1: Yeah. The link. What, that's what we talked about all, all season. They lack length. They lack athleticism. They lack scoring punch. Right. Did they totally fix all those problems? No. But did they go out and address each of those problems very specifically in the six players that they've added? Yes. Absolutely. It's a different and, team. It's a different team that you're going to see this year Compared to what you saw last year,
0: and and in that tiny little highlight tape where obviously it's it's a, it's the Smith League, so you know we we kind of sure. mentioned it at last last week how you know Kalu Bay was you know crossing over and dunking on people, <laughs> but the 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 defense was what uh, you know what Patrick Beverly would, would would call traffic cone esque. So yeah, um, it was it's it's it is what it is. But still, you you can just sense the confidence that. Landers Nolly has. And at times he's a first year, team
1: All American conference player.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and and last year, at times there were some times in games where it just looked as if no one on the court really had any confidence in their offensive right. game. Right.
1: And Landers Nolly is never going to lack for confidence. I right. can guarantee.
0: And all that all does. that, Yeah. All that does is just open up the floor for everyone else. And that uh that's a tiny little 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 bit into uh, birdies, if you will, if you hadn't seen that highlight video yet. Um, it's, it's exciting, man.
1: Um, Unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be any birdies this week. I think um, things are a little like in flux with uh, the staff is on the road. Right. They leave Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think they're at NBA top 100 camp because mm-hmm. coaching staffs are allowed to go watch top 100 camp now. Um. And then we get back rolling in July the 6th through the 10th. And then I've got to figure out what my my schedule for the rest of July is. But I'll be on the road. So th- we're going to have a lot to talk about as we get through July.
0: Did the uh, list for uh, participants in the Top 100 come out yet? Or That usually
1: comes out like... The day of, they are super. That I, I've gone to that camp a couple times. Yeah, like that's one of those things where they ask you for like your social security number and right. like the uh, blood of your feed first to your firstborn. <laughs> like if you if you right screw us, right your your kid belongs to us. Right. Right. <laughs> like um, it's a wild deal.
0: Skilling's was in it last year. I imagine. This year will be littered with with Cincinnati targets. So, uh, yeah, obviously
1: Collier's out for the he's summer, out
0: with injury. Yeah, but I mean, what Page probably? I think AP
1: will probably be there. Um, Xavier Brooks, yeah, Xavier Brooks will probably be there. I know that one's one that they're you know they're fighting a difficult battle on that one because mm-hmm. he's gone from really good prospect to top five prospect. Yeah. I mean, his <laughs> that makes life he, a little tougher.
0: His highlights definitely. <laughs> hey, as long as he keeps picking up the phone, you're not out.
1: Exactly. That's what I've said. Like, that's what I've told people. The, the kid is answering the phone and responsive to UC staff. Yeah. So, are they going to get him? Probably not. But as long as he's answering the phone, you keep calling. We've all been there. <laughs> She's answering the phone. You keep calling, bro. Just saying. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
0: Even if you're sitting there wondering why on earth is she still answering, if right? on There's no doubt. About Eventually,
1: that. she'll stop answering the phone, but until then,
0: shoot or shoot, it's, it's,
1: it's, right? Shoot or shoot.
0: Would you expect maybe Trey Green to be invited as well, or is that kind of
1: um? He's right in that range. Yeah. So you know, it's a possibility. Jizzle James, Jizzle James, possibility. Yeah. Best name ever.
0: <laughs> and what about uh, Rayvon?
1: Um I would expect Ray to be there. Right. For most places he's a top 50 type kid. Right. Um Trey Autry, which is a new name from Western Reserve uh up in Ohio. That is uh West Miller has two really 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 good friends that are head coaches in the prep school ranks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One is at Western Reserve, one is at Linkier Prep. Right. So those are always going to be programs that you keep an eye on in Cincinnati recruiting. If they have high major guys, are they going to get all those guys? No, that's not how this works, but those are two <laughs> places where this staff has significant ties.
2: I'm just picturing what this team would look like if they got
1: all of those guys, right? <laughs>
0: man. Yeah, it was. Cause I, I mean, link your prep, man, take a look at what their staff I and mean, what their roster is, but, Julian
1: Phillips, Omaha Baloo, Trey Mm -hmm. Green, like, yeah. And Western Reserve is starting to build something similar up in Northern Ohio.
0: Uh, Anything else on the basketball recruiting front? I know it looks like obviously Paige was... No,
1: there's going to be plenty. Like, we're getting into July, which is prime basketball recruiting season. I'm Mm going to be on the road. I'm still trying to figure out, like, the right path to win and where. Um Mm -hmm. Because it feels like almost all of their kids are EYBL kids. So, Peach Jam uh, is obviously in the middle of the month going through that second evaluation period. They're also at the beginning of the month in Kansas City. Do I go to EYBL in Kansas City or do I go to Adidas? Uh, in in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and then maybe make a stop at Under Armour on my way back. Under Armour is dreadful right now. Like the, the 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 amount of talent at Under Armour has fallen off drastically. So it might not hurt me to go see Adidas, but maybe it's better to go Nike, Nike and double up. Um, then you're just afraid you miss. Like if I would have done that last summer, I would have missed Daniel Skilling's and Josh Reed because I watched those guys at the two Under Armour events um, in July. Right. So you want to spread it out. I'm probably going to do some form of that first weekend Adidas and Under Armour and then uh, make my way to Peach Jam uh, at the middle of the month to figure that out. So we'll see. It's in flux, but I'll be on the road both of those those Periods.
0: Tra- Travis Perry was another name that you have mentioned in recent weeks. He just blowing up, up. A, yeah, blowing he up. Picked up a UK offer, so yeah. uh, imagine where, where that route will go. Um, but, he's,
1: he's he's on pace to be the leading scorer in Kentucky high school basketball history.
0: Right, and if if UK lets him go and he blows up even more, then yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. they had a similar. It's
1: interesting because they had a similar dilemma last year with Reed Shepherd. Right. About this, this point in time. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, it turned into a Reed Shepard commitment.
0: So, yep. so, here we are. Uh okay. and then Outside of that, obviously, more and more on the basketball recruiting front as the summer continues. We're entering. Yeah,
1: we're entering right. the hot spot for that. Much like I said in, in June, we're entering the hot spot for, for football. football recruiting. Right. And what happened? Football recruiting exploded in June. And we had right. stories everywhere. And there are still untold stories it, that we're going to get in July. Will.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's dive into a little bit, not not full dives, but little glosses of football recruiting. Uh, Anthony Brown. Urban
1: Artifact timestamp. Yep. Urban Artifact okay. wants to know, are you curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer? Take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer. They make fruit tarts. Come see what the word of real fruit. Has to offer. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get two dollars off a flight before tasters.
2: It got more peppery towards the bottom.
1: Ah, maybe it, the shaped. pepper settled. You got to yeah. like a like a I'm
2: not shaking up a beer.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> no shot. Like a shake weight. Yeah, that's what you're going for there. Shake weight. Yep.
1: Yeah. Amen. I was uh, just saying like. A little swirl.
0: There go all of our our sponsorships. You were on vacation last week, we understand. But uh, anyway, (laughs) Um, football recruiting, uh, you posted some notes on that on the board last night. So uh, head there, check that out. Obviously, things that have been seen on Twitter, as well as uh, Jeremy Matthews has his decision coming up.
1: Friday is going to be fascinating. I I expect it to be Ohio State, but I... Cincinnati is not out of the mix on this thing yet. Like yeah. they are Which at still this point, very is much, all you want, right? Right. You're talking about a kid that's got Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Deion, Deion. Sanders. Like you have yeah. a very real chance of this kid committing to you on Friday. Yeah. If it happens to be Ohio State, it's Ohio State. Like that.
0: Obviously, he's got a huge connection to UC. Kent uh, Calhoun yeah. looks like it's his. Just- best friend as well so it's just kind of just all of it is really tying into see what comes on Friday I, I don't think there's any definitive answer as of yet on that so neither staff has been
1: told right a decision I can I he's can tell you that
2: simply playing the game better than most
1: yes he
0: yes
2: he he's um, having a
1: blast with it and he's really good you know right. what you know what it takes to play the game and have a blast with it you got to be really fucking good sorry Aaron <laughs>
0: I think that... Uh, That's that, Sorry
1: Dan. We that deserves it, to though. producer Aaron. Well, I
0: kind of like that. Sorry, Aaron. I'm, I'm just trying to get was. us paid, man. <laughs> Anthony Brown came out with if his you top want me to stop
1: cussing, donate at the uh, donate <laughs> button. <laughs> right. Stop cussing. Anthony Brown popped his top five out.
0: Um, yeah. Clearly, you see that. It's been... Uh, You've mentioned UC Kentucky right there near the top. I imagine. I think Anthony so Brown
1: good. is UC Kentucky. I think uh LZ, Malik, Malik Elzie yeah. is UC Illinois. I I think right now UC is a leg up in both of those, mm-hmm. but you got to finish the deal. You got to get to the finish yep. line. Yep.
0: So obviously that to watch out for, and then Jalen Thompson would round it out out of uh, names to continue to that's keep a close so eye weird. on. It's such a this,
1: weird. It is deal with Jalen thompson yeah it's
0: like it's like the the staff um penn state staff is like what's their approach you know with
3: what so
1: they- so here's my read on it brent if for michigan state and penn state both they're both swinging for bigger fish right if you bring him on campus for an official visit and he goes to commit you have to take him True. he's that good right but then, that affects your bigger fish that you've spent time and resources and money on. Right. That's recruiting at this. That that's recruiting when you're dealing with teams that recruit a bunch of four stars every year. Yeah. Like they have decisions to make, and right. sometimes those defi- decisions impact where you stand. I agree. Yep. And Michigan I- State and Penn State's actions have both benefited Cincinnati in the the case of Jalen Thompson. We'll just see when he's ready to like, is he ready to, to, to wrap it up or is he looking now? Like I'm going to, I'm going to wait and take my fall official visits during football season. Like what's his mentality? Because the activity of late is very good for Cincinnati. But only if he's ready to make a decision. Yeah.
0: I, it, but it, it just kind of, you know, and we were talking about this with a couple of my friends as well. It's kind of like, you know, Cast Tech is a school that I just feel like you can't afford to do that back burner type feel to it. You know what I mean? It's it's just like, yeah. you know, especially a player of his Calendar. high ranking. It's just, it's, it's
2: Aaron, a strange that's for thing. you. I don't agree with that. That's why I didn't that's why I didn't throw it up here. I don't agree with you. No, that. I threw it up here. I, I know you did. I that's why I didn't though, is because I don't agree with it. <laughs> I produced those podcasts as well. I don't know that it's higher than his average.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the after dark one, kind of, but
1: the after dark, but like, but after dark is labeled after dark for a reason. Exactly for a reason.
0: Um that's kind of it right there. Uh Timothy Hefferman, thank you. MSU hired the former Cavs Tech head coach.
1: Yeah, and then lied to Jalen Thompson about the official visit weekend. So, yeah. That doesn't seem like something you would do.
0: And seems like something that uh, some players at UC could reach out to him and be like, yo, yo, don't mess around with that. Come join something special here. So right. keep an eye out on those. Obviously, uh, as recruiting will continue to ever evolve, but... Some decisions are coming up soon. And, um, man, uh, it's still a lot of high-level players, high-level excitement.
1: And as I said, I think Brown and LZ are trending towards middle of the month. Uh, I don't have a date on Jalen Thompson. We don't know yet. Uh, Jermaine Matthews is July 1st, Friday. Maybe we get squat fest. Right. And that rolls into Jermaine Matthews.
2: uh, Cookies. I mean, how I don't know. how how right wild now.
0: would it be if we're if we're at Squat Fest and Jermaine starts like, roaming campus or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he can he can official visit or unofficial visit. Unofficial visit, yeah. Well, it's actually, official. July first, I don't think he can. I think campus was is that shut down. Yeah, yeah. A dead. okay. Well, it is what it is.
0: Um, aside um, from that, anything else? Okay. So
1: uh, there's two guys to come to mind. Um. I know Ohio State would never publicly acknowledge it, Josh, but they wanted Josh Wiley bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Kerry Combs was calling Josh Wiley on the reg <laughs> after, long after Josh Wiley had committed to UC. They just weren't going to make the spectacle of offering unless Josh was going to flip, and Josh wasn't going to flip. The other one being Derek Wolf. Uh, Ohio State, at the end of that, wanted Derek Wolf, but Derek was all in on Cincinnati.
2: Gosh, he was so good. I still love how crazy he is. And oh, that's the, a crazy person. Some of the stories told about him.
1: Yeah, that's that's even at
2: the NFL level. Stories yeah, that's like, a dude right? that went
1: through a lot. Like it, his life, his childhood was not easy. He went through a lot, and uh, it was reflected in his personality over the years.
2: I'm pretty sure he told Aaron Rodgers at one point, <laughs> "Like I'll
1: kill you." Yeah, and and wasn't wasn't he, wasn't kidding. No. <laughs>
0: Then Aaron Rodgers called him brother and then it was just got really scared between the two of them. Anyway, uh, moving on.
1: Uh, I'm just messing around. <laughs> I'm seeing what the, uh, the other options look like.
0: What are the
2: other options? Nothing like uh, in the middle of a regular or in the middle of an actual podcast. turned like,
0: me into Derek Wolf. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, um, aside from that, anything else? Ooh, anything else? I don't well,
3: like, I don't like maybe, this one uh, at all.
0: <laughs> anything else on the Football recruiting front outside of No, I mean stay tuned.
1: Like the the, yeah. the irons are in the fire. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get some answers now.
0: Amen. Amen. Are you at all afraid that that, that smoke of I don't know, Michigan lost the highest rate quarterback recruit? I mean, his name slipped my mind right now, but
1: Dante Moore. where did he yeah. commit?
0: He hasn't committed anywhere, but the Crystal Balls are heading his way. Um, for where? Oregon, I believe.
1: Okay. Well, I know, like he was supposed to go to Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame got Lloyd Carr's grandson over Mm -hmm. Michigan. And then I, I, I've been out of town, so I haven't seen who trended. Wilt
0: Fong put his. It's it's a six. Um,
1: Yeah, but a Wilt Fong six is right. Yeah, still pretty heavy. He'll also
0: change an hour before when he finds out information otherwise. So. Wolf Fong six and Matt Prem of Oregon Insider a six yeah. as well. So
1: Aaron's having a breakdown. That's fair. That's, I'm messing with him. That's for that. Kidding.
0: But no smoke <laughs> there. Um
1: there hasn't there hasn't been any feet to the fire of Aaron over the past week. Like yeah.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have known even if there was without power, right? without internet. <laughs> Jesus,
1: man.
0: <laughs> it was it was about at this time last week when when like I could understand every fifth word Aaron said. When my internet like, just shits like, the bed. do I maybe tell him to try and log
1: off and log back on? That worked. When we pushed through. That was
0: even worse. All right,
1: yeah. let's, let's hit the let's hit the the mail. Let's bag. hit the
0: last urban artifact timestamp, and then let's do the BBP mailbag.
1: Did you know that Urban Artifacts building, the historic St. Patrick Church, is 150 years old? They operate their tap room in the basement, and upstairs they offer. The Reliquary, an event space. Oh, wow. Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Tapper, and Mention Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off a flight of four state tasters.
0: Did you practice that on vacation?
1: No, I just know how to say it, and I just always went with the bit. I'm going to miss that
2: word. Reliquary. Me too. Maybe we can work it
1: to the pods. The Reliquary. We're going to have to find something that we call the Reliquary. Reliquary. no. No. (laughs) They call their, their room the reliquary. We need to find something that we call the reliquary.
0: <laughs> reliquary.
2: <laughs> all, right. all right. Do it. Let's open up that mailbag. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Of course, in the recording of this, we've gotten four new ones. So who knows where this is even going to go.
1: Yeah, that we're fine. That's all right.
2: Um, first question. From least to most, organized by how many points they will score versus the Bearcats? The, organized the 2022 opponents by how many points they will score versus the Bearcats?
1: I mean, Arkansas is number one, clearly.
2: More than UCF?
1: Yeah. Arkansas has got a dominant offensive line returning.
2: UCF is a traditionally – A big-time put...
1: quarterback. The, the question with UCF is we don't like – Well, Gus Malzahn does not run right. – Right. run and shoot. Like, he doesn't
2: run video game offenses.
1: Right. So I think their scoring is going to go down. Arkansas for me is is a legit like offensive threat given right. they've got a great quarterback, they've got a great offensive line, they've got good running backs. Like um, I think that's the best offense you see a face. Uh, I'm not ranking 1 through 12, Mark, at this point in time.
0: Um, Maybe uh, two could be SMU at SMU.
1: If SMU is tougher than they have been under Sonny Dykes, then yeah,
0: right.
2: I but just they think... have
1: been charmin' soft under Sonny yeah. Dykes against I... the Bearcats.
2: Am I the am I the only one planning on trying to go to Arkansas? Or are you guys either? You guys trying to go to Arkansas?
0: I might have a wedding. I think. I don't know. <laughs> 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 did you like that Aaron? i'm
2: not sure he's joking
1: um Oh, well, um, we'll see wow God. i i i've got a family like my family every year does uh over labor day a uh like a family getaway to honor the passing of my aunt uh Back when I was four years old, we've done it every year for 40 years. This is the 40th anniversary. I think I'm probably gonna to be there uh okay. and watch watch with them. Um I want to go to Arkansas, but I just don't know if it like fits.
2: Who scores who scores the least amount of points out of I would imagine it'd be Kennesaw State, but out of Kennesaw State, Miami, my pick, South, Navy, South Florida, Navy.
1: Navy. Yeah, i go Navy.
0: My pick's Navy because I feel like that defense will be just fired up to be like, all right,
2: kind of EC- like
1: the same thing as back in the day.
2: ECU might be a super sleeper for most points
1: scored. They might be. that, Like, they'd probably be third on my but, list.
0: But it's at Nippert. So that game at Nippert is when, you know, it's a flip-flop. In Greenville, right. it's a little higher scoring. At Nippert, it's just the domination. It's his 14th season be. at
2: ECU. Yeah.
1: Hold nailers is... Is player he's, slash head coach.
2: He's forty-two years old and still <laughs> playing
1: football. He was born in nineteen seventy-nine.
2: He's played college football for ECU as long as Tom Brady's been in the league.
1: <laughs> That's not wrong. So he might, might be, be there good. too,
0: if like by the end of the year. If, you know, if, if since he's really yeah. got to, to, to fight it's for. probably a road
1: game. It's probably I'm, a road game.
2: I'm tired of saying Tulane might be good this
0: year. It's fair. I'm not hitching right. my my wagon to right. that. No way.
2: Um, we talked enough about the four targets and recruiting. Uh, what kind of attendance are we expecting in Fayetteville, a Notre Dame level, an Indiana no. level?
1: It's a it's a holiday weekend.
2: It is
0: that.
1: it's that might work SCD. in the in the favor of it though, right? Yeah. If there's, but but I don't think you have this like is
0: Fayetteville a destination though.
1: Too sure. Right. Everybody in Cincinnati has a connection to Notre Dame I use
0: a quick drive. I mean, yeah,
1: it was a terrible stadium and an awful experience because IU <laughs> I use sucks, but I just don't know that like people are going to be getting in their cars for what's fade though. 10 hours, nine hours Not by sure. far.
0: Are you driving there? If I went, if
2: I go to the game, yes, I would be driving. Um, it's a, it's a, here. As, long, as long as gas remains at this five dollar range and not creeping up into the eight I to ten. To
0: just, just take a check at the flights real quick.
2: Right now, sure, but we'll see. Yeah, um, um, I know a part of the question too was something about um, when do the tickets become available, and I believe somewhere else in the mailbag somebody answered that tickets would become available for the public in July. So,
0: only, only five hours for Brian Johnson.
1: From my house, it is eleven hours and one minute to Fayetteville.
0: As the crow flies.
1: Uh, no, as the car drives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, there's uh, obviously—I I mean, there's some some connections, somewhat, in there with uh, Arkansas and and, and Cincy. So. At
2: least, at least in September, there shouldn't be any chance of an ice storm, right?
0: Well, yeah. yeah.
1: I, yeah. I I think the big thing, yeah, the big thing with Notre Dame was also like the ability to go to Chicago and then drop down to Notre Dame, like via train. They had a couple alumni packages that were involved with that. Like I, I just don't know. Like,
0: and it's Notre Dame Stadium. I mean,
1: it's yeah, like,
2: historic, right? And it was like, Brian Kelly. All the connects that there were, right? Like, yeah.
1: and it was everybody knows. UC season hinges on after they beat Indiana if they beat Notre Dame everything is is laid out right. I don't know that there's going to be that type of hype to go to Fayetteville where they just take over an SEC stadium
2: yeah. all right um, next question. <laughs> Please forgive me if this is already done, but do you do do you all do an instant reaction to the stars of the game? Stars could be offense, defense, special teams, an honorable mention.
1: Uh it's called Brendel's Bites, and we've been doing it for like a decade, Merc. So yeah.
2: Dang, chance putting you on that be better, Merc. Be better. I
1: mean, come on, man. I've been staying up till like four o'clock in the morning writing this shit. When I get home from games at 1 a.m. And I just want to go to bed and drink a beer. Come on.
2: <laughs> uh, UC will not be playing Louisville for the keg of nails for the foreseeable future, especially if the Big 12 goes with nine conference games. Orlando A&M has become our new rival. They've had a great run the last decade. Just ask their fans. So we need a name for the game. I have a few ideas for the Bearcats versus the Golden Knights. The I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express late night shootout. The Continental Breakfast Bowl. The thank you for paving the way appreciation game. Anyone else with some good names? This might be the best question the con- of the, the year.
1: The Continental Breakfast Bowl. It's fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. fantastic, fantastic. That was the F word you were
1: looking for. <laughs> the Continental Breakfast Bowl. Um, I, but I, def- I, I disagree. I think West Virginia is the new rival. Like. That matters more.
2: Can you have two rivals, right? Like you can have two rivals. Okay,
1: but if there's one rival in the conference, it's going to be West Virginia. Sure. That's that's my
2: until Cincinnati keeps winning and UCF like elbows their way into a rivalry with us because they're the domination of Disney. Their fans are abhorrent. The worst. The
0: the, you hate to see it, bull. Ah, the Disney domination. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Disney has to be involved there. Questions that I didn't get
2: to post into the thing here because they have come up throughout the uh, the podcast tonight. Um, Your favorite football program in the new Big 12 that isn't Cincinnati? Same question for basketball. Uh, Acceptable for all three to be the same. Biggest surprise player. For the twenty-two football team, we kind of covered that with the actual people coaching, um, at least freshmen anyway.
1: Um. um, that's tough. It's hard. It's hard. That's, that's well, a hard question. It's hard
2: my favorite football program is Baylor for taking care of business last season. And
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, think Oklahoma state and Baylor are going to be the biggest thorns on our side. As I've said many times, Um, there will also be someone that just comes out of nowhere that, that is like a annoyance. Like Tulsa has been for Cincinnati temple. If I had to guess who Tulsa is going to be for Cincinnati, in the Big Twelve, it's going to be K State, probably. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, because they're
1: they're consistently solid. Like, Iowa State. Uh, I don't, I don't buy the. They lose five, six games a year. So did Tulsa. Fair. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good that's point. here, I, I, you know, I, I mean, would go with I, Kansas State is going to be one that's going to be like a pain in the ass. I think.
0: Okay, state's always gonna be. Yeah, but
1: OK State and Baylor are gonna be like it's yeah. gonna be. Cincinnati, they're actually State Baylor.
2: Yeah, they're actual powerhouses, like yeah. as opposed to K State
1: or
0: I mean K State I- was a powerhouse back in the day.
1: Does that have to do with no? No, they weren't.
0: Yeah, they were. with the Osborne.
1: <laughs> Kansas State's actually good. I agree. They like they have a really good team right now. So that's that's why I'm saying if there's gonna be a team that's like it's not Baylor, it's not k-state texas Alaska tech state? like you know mm-hmm. they're they're hard at texas they're recruiting really well kansas state i think could actually be one of those teams that like
2: i'm still going go to with... that
1: game thinking cincinnati should win but it's going to be a bloodbath every time that, that they play
2: i'm still sticking with iowa state you ever, you ever been to iowa state chad winning, awesome. there?
1: winning there winning there's there been I Ever been know, it's hard <laughs> You ever, tried, you ever tried to catch a flight out of Ames, Iowa? That, that's hard.
2: Uh, um, there was a question for Brady. Obviously, we didn't get to it. Um, we it was it was a surprise for us. Otherwise, we would have let you know ahead of right. time that we had guests coming. Um, and, yeah. And so next time, we'll we'll try and give you a little bit more heads up in the mailbag for that. Um,
1: the Tupperware Bowl, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Should I be refreshing every five minutes Friday for some great news?
1: Uh, I don't know yet. I I don't know. Legitimately, I don't know.
2: We'll be on campus.
1: In the morning, yeah. yeah.
2: So, in any case, um, that's the uh, the football side of the mailbag. Um, So, moving on to basketball. Reports from UCLA writers indicating Collier may be wrapping up a decision shortly. Are you hearing the same thing?
1: I'm not. And that's not to say he's not wrapping up a decision soon. But everything I heard has indicated he wanted to, like, play it out into the fall um, when official visits reset. And I haven't heard that that is, like, not happening. So until I hear that's not happening, then I think the timeline is still fall leading into his basketball season. Uh, But we're about to start July. He's out. Maybe there's some heat to feel like you need to make a decision sooner. We'll see. Um, I think what's what's great for the schools that are currently involved. Unfortunately, he's he's out for the summer, but he's also not going to be out on the AAU scene, continuing to murder everybody uh, and and pick up a bunch of new interest. So maybe that speeds things up. I don't get the sense that it's imminent that, like, we're looking at a, a July decision. Um,
2: doesn't he have an OV to Michigan, or did he already have
1: that? No, he said he's he he's looking at taking one. If he doesn't take it by Friday, then he can't take it until August. Next, next cycle, right. So we'll see there. And I've been worried about Michigan, as you guys know. As well, you should Since say- I saw... Jawan Howard show up at every game.
2: Uh, I still say at
1: the Indianapolis EYBL.
2: I still say the difference between here and even USC is you're not replacing somebody who was highly recruited just two seasons ago. You who have who
0: in all Michigan. else is uh, recruiting Page as well with him?
1: USC is recruiting both. Um, us UCLA is. Dabbled on both, but I don't think they're like full go on page. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really think like if it comes down to just who's recruiting both, it's UC and USC.
0: Okay. I don't know Um, if Michigan was starting to get on page. I I
1: haven't seen a bunch of heat with Michigan and page. Right.
0: All right. Um,
2: I know there's been no little birdies and Chad's been out, but any indication on how skillings
1: has looked? good so far really good so far like this kid's gonna be that six five six six wing that can play the two the three can score can rebound can pass the indication is he has fit right in since arriving on campus right out of the gate though like somebody we'll who... find out like I, I I can't answer that yet okay He's been here a week and a half. Like, is he gonna be ready to to be uh like starter level player? I don't I know yet. I, I don't imagine, know yet.
2: I wouldn't imagine he'd be quite ready even after the summer to be a starter, yeah. I, mean. I don't know yet. Uh how did the meeting with the northern Kentucky kid go?
1: There was no meeting. Uh they went and watched him play. Um I don't think it was like a definitive we're gonna take this kid evaluation. I think it was a we're gonna continue watching. He's super athletic. Super athletic.
2: What's his name again? Um for myself and those who
1: uh Jacob Meyer. There it is. I think is yeah. Um there's there's a lot of things in his favor, but I think Cincinnati's going to want to continue to watch him through July to figure out is he this 2023 class is so important Mm -hmm. like I I don't know that you're at the point where you can like take a back of the roster stash at this point to let the kid develop
2: look at all the big swings they've been taking like why would you necessarily relegate yourself to somebody who's not a big swing again if you're Land any right of these big swings? Like you don't want to be out of scholarship already, right? So we have a lot of new talent coming in. With that said, which player from last year's team falls back the most on the depth chart
1: this season? Hmm. I don't know yet. It's an it's a great question. Sure, two nine nine.
0: That's the first time I've seen. These- <coughs>
1: Person asking a question. So I mean I yeah. think
0: the answer would have to be Micah, just for reasons that are like, I mean, you're I, I don't think
1: that's it. I don't think that's the answer.
0: Micah. I, I mean the Micah. only other option would be like I mean Jeremiah Od.
1: Because we've talked we talked about they got seven options at the four. Right. Like so I think it has to be somebody whose minutes are directly impacted to what happens at the pool,
2: and that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. I mean, you only have three people that can play legitimately play the one,
1: right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, Micah's going from starter minutes
1: to—I mean, who's who's to not say he'll still play starter minutes?
0: Well, I'm just saying. I well, yeah, I I would imagine that Finocchi was was brought on to push as hard as possible and see sure you know, they can't. I would yeah. imagine that if you can't play both sides
2: of the ball, that puts you in a sticky situation. Who who can't play both sides
0: of the ball?
1: I mean, Davenport's the guy that struggled uh, defensively well, yeah. last year. I thought
0: we were talking about point guard stuff, but yeah, I'm. Well, I'm, but I'm I mean, mean just
1: worry. in ge- like uh, the answer yeah. to the question.
0: Right. No, I agree. I agree. And yeah, I mean, he he'd probably be a candidate, obviously. Um,
1: now, does only he because- become... Because he's in that what happens happens if you can hide him a little bit better because you've got better options around him defensively, fantasy nolly, you know. You're
2: you're also in a weird spot with a guy like JD because he isn't a three, he isn't a four. So what do you do with a guy that struggles to guard the four and plays the four when you have? Six other options in your depth right now. It's a four. weird
1: spot. Like the four is a really <laughs> weird spot going into this year because I don't know that we've ever right. seen a position that has so many different guys that could be a factor at that spot.
2: And they yeah. all play the game differently as well.
1: Right.
0: I mean, yeah. I I mean, you look at it. What? So, so JD averaged 26.9 minutes, Micah 27.4. I don't think there's a shot in hell that JD plays over
2: twenty.
4: Newman, twenty
0: five point eight. I mean, because then like like Odie and Vic, Vic was ten point nine, Odie's eleven point six. I think the only two clear options would 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 be yeah, like JD and, and Micah. Um, Newman. Yeah, or yeah, one of the. I mean, Nolly I mean, could he,
1: impact Newman. Nolly could impact Newman. Yeah, for sure. Skilling's
2: potentially could impact Newman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's a great question, Bath. I don't have an answer yet.
0: Right.
2: Like I, I, I don't, I've
1: got we've got some ideas that we've discussed. I don't have an answer as to this is this is the answer to your question.
2: I don't know that we'll have an answer before Maui. And what I if just Maui will have blowing right,
0: up too.
1: Right. I think after Maui, we'll have a, a much better grasp on things.
0: Man, if, if we come back from Maui. With the feeling that we had coming back from Kansas City, are you, are
1: you
2: going? Are you going to Maui? No, he's got a wedding. No, Maui. I mean, In right Mali. now the plan is like <laughs> making
0: making trips, man, making trips. That's the plan. Making memories. If you yeah, go to man. Maui, I'm going to fight you. Why? Would you not want to come? Of course, I'd want
1: to. Are you going to take
0: him? You can come. Yeah, I got you.
2: Okay, we'll see. We'll talk about this off the air. Uh, I, saw, I
0: saw the June
2: 2nd evaluation list. Have you seen any of those players in person? If so, what stood out for you?
0: This is, this is a Chad question. Yeah, I don't.
2: <laughs> Are you pulling up the June evaluation list?
1: No, I was answering. Somebody sent me a DM. <coughs> I mean, I saw most of those players in person so it's just a matter of like if you followed along you've got my evaluation on on those players okay I mean the the players listed Isaiah Collier Aurenton Page Jizzle James Isaiah Evans J.Q. Roberts Xavier Booker Raleigh Burgess Jonathan Powell Tyler McKinley AJ McBride Uh, The one that maybe is on that list that I haven't seen yet that I I think there's a lot of – there might be a lot of smoke to is uh, Davion Thomas, who's a JUCO at Kilgore in Texas. I think the staff likes him a lot.
0: He was offered two weeks ago?
1: Yeah, he's a combo guard, could play with a guy like Collier, uh, and then could be the point guard if Collier's like a one-and-done if you land him. Um, so I I think that of the names from this weekend that, that I posted on the, uh, the June 2nd evaluation list, that's a name that I would, I would make sure to keep an eye on Davion Thomas.
0: How does, uh, how just kind of a general question, how does it work for JUCOs in the off season when they're trying to get recruited? Are they... Are they in a circuit at all or is it kind of just like they have their own like uh
1: showcases okay so all the Juco guys will go to one spot and mm-hmm. play in a showcase.
0: So it's like an AU for for Jucos
1: Yeah and Wes went out of his way yeah to go to Texas to watch this kid play So that okay. tells me.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if like, like, if, like if teams just still stay together and play games out of season, or kind of how it was organized or whatnot. But it's cool. Yeah. All right,
2: would love to hear more about the July NIL event at Xavier with current and former players from both teams.
1: Thank you. Working on it. Uh, it what you know so far is is what you know. Like, it, it, there's an NIL event. There's a like an alumni game with a bunch of uh, the former players. Uh, the current players are not going to play in that game. It'll be an alumni game. The current players will host, like, a basketball camp and then, like, a fantasy experience. Um, so if you're, you know...
0: Similar to that one that they that they had last offseason, right? It, it,
1: no, it's a different... It's a totally different uh, vibe.
0: Yeah, not...
1: They're not gonna it's be run by to the same company contests, yeah right it's run right. by the same company but they're doing it a different way now that they've had some time to like elaborate they've mm-hmm. zeroed in on the unique uh atmosphere in Cincinnati with both programs so it is an Nil deal if you can support it support it right go to the golf outing go to the fantasy camp go to the alumni game um, it makes
0: sense with the TBT being yeah at Xavier as well so
1: in both both schools are gonna both have schools, yeah. a factor in the TBT that's gonna like the the alumni game is gonna be kind of like a uh I would guess like a a warm-up for the TBT
0: and, and man so, I'll tell you yeah. what the the Bearcats TBT team that looks I mean
1: yeah looks pretty good looks pretty so good. we'll see how it goes um I'm gonna think, try to get some guests on here over the next couple of weeks. That are tied to that event, okay, to promote it a little more
0: 100%. percent
1: 100 us see what he did
2: there. Um, a question that snuck in while we were podcasting any idea why Ravon's ranking dropped so much?
1: It did not drop. Other okay. people just jumped up. Uh, no, he went from he was 47 in the composite, he went from 47 to 56. That is. If you think there's a huge difference between player 47 and player 56, you're calibrating all of this wrong. Right? Like th- those are the same player.
0: I mean, yeah, if you go back and do Reese I I love going back and just looking at what stats are for certain groupings yeah. and and it's If you're not.
1: 7 spots apart in that range, you're the same player. Like I mean,
0: it's pretty much 40 after yeah. like After number 30, then it's like 40 of the same caliber of players.
1: And he's 39 on 24-7. Yeah. So uh, he did not drop.
2: All right. That is the basketball portion of the mailbag. And the last part of the mailbag, of course, is the Banks portion of the mailbag. Uh, Oh, baby. Skin says, welcome back, Chad. Good to see you. Brent, Skin Skin scribbles furiously over a picture of Aaron. Glad to see you're still alive, Aaron. In honor of Chad's recent road trip, assuming we recast The Hangover, who is playing what role, and why is fake John Goebel playing Black Doug? <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, I, I think I'd be uh, the dentist who loses the tooth. That's
1: you? fair. Yeah, I think that's you. Doctors do. I mean, yeah, yes, doctors do. Yeah, he he's dealing with a lot of crazy like life relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Chaos! You're kind of you're coming out on the other side of that with the baby. Dude. Plus,
2: I, I'd totally be the guy playing the piano, being "Oh, yeah. Doug, Dougie, Doug, Doug." <laughs> right? That's
0: pretty good. Finally, we get to hear that singing voice. Thanks.
2: That wasn't even the singing voice. That was me doing a rendition of someone else. Right. Right.
1: I always feel weird picking like my my spot in these things. You're not. Because... You're
2: not Bradley Cooper. You're. You're uh. The, the Asian guy kidnapping the wrong dog. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: probably right. That's probably right. Like, I don't feel comfortable with the Bradley Cooper thing because I don't think that's me.
2: Mr. Chow.
1: For the sure. Yeah. Chow. yeah. Oh, I got you! <laughs> Fair. That's probably me more than Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, so.
0: uh Yeah, for me, yeah. I think, yeah. But just, just, yeah. I think Brent would be
2: the one sleeping on the roof. I think, yeah. A- Allen is probably throw, me. throwing his mattress.
1: <laughs> you're yeah. Alan to it, like to a T. It's uh you're it's, pure, you're genuine, your heart is of gold. <laughs> but man, you fuck shit up sometimes. <laughs>
0: it's it's funny because like back in the day I was I was in the service industry, I was waiting tables, and uh you know, sometimes I would walk up to the tables and they'd be like, Yo, you, you know, you remind you remind us all a lot of that one guy from the hangover. It, What's his name? I was like, oh Bradley Cooper, thank you. I, I completely no. agree. They were like, No, 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 no. Alan, you are you're just like Alan. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Hey, okay. Ch-
2: hey Chad, B C is BC. Brad Bradley Cooper is
1: Brady Collins. Oh yeah, that's yeah. He's 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 part I mean he's he's the, absolutely a part of this podcast.
0: Unofficial fourth. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah, we'll give that. I'm I'm okay. in for that.
1: I'm I'm down with that. How about him popping in tonight, just being like, "You motherfuckers, I told you to tell the stories," and they were like, "No, nah, man, we ain't telling stories. <laughs> We've been sworn to secrecy."
0: I don't even you think can tell all of them had like one just waiting on their tongue. I, I don't even think Ortiz
2: was having internet issues. I think he was just like, "If I keep doing this enough times, I don't have to tell any of these stories."
0: You're <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, that's so, nope. good. that's
2: uh, so good. So, follow up question: um, When is the BCJ OnlyFans site going live? My wife can't wait for grilling with Chad videos. And PS, my dream is for Chad to watch the boys so I can get that recast. <laughs> have you heard of the boys,
1: Chad? I've heard of it, but I haven't. What? Like I, you know, I don't have. It's time on to watch Amazon. It, Do you yeah, watch
2: it? It's. I watched the first season. I haven't. I haven't watched oh, season two. Gotta, or is there a season three now? Yeah, it's on. It's on season yeah.
0: three. It's like seven episodes, and it's it's awesome.
1: Right up there with with Stranger Things. It's right it's now. really oh, really it's right. funny. It's really oh, it well is. done. I just don't have time like to sit down and watch
2: watch TV Dude. from those from those one a.m. to four a.m. hours that you're awake. Instead, no, of, I'm not awake.
1: Like I go to bed at one.
2: Going at the trolls.
1: I don't go with the trolls between one and four a.m. Go, go check the stats. Go check the stats. It is very rare.
0: The boys is usually
1: good. like twelve thirty to one is about shutdown time for me.
0: All right,
2: moving on. Um, I feel like most sporting venues have pretty terrible restrooms. But which stadium or arena have you been to that had have the, the worst to place to go potty in? Uh, anything so, with a trough. I nah, I,
0: I have, have the like correct trough. answer to this. Okay go ahead it's 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 Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the infield during the race Indy 500 it is trough, Yeah. it is mud it is
1: poop on the floor it Kentucky is Kentucky Derby he everywhere infield. Kentucky Derby infield is very similar I didn't have any issues with Kentucky Derby infield when I went like well
0: and and Dez supposedly was offered a scholarship in the porty potty at the uh Kentucky Derby well, infield so. yeah Um, but um but yeah i i mean this one literally you you slosh your way into the bathroom gross mud all over your shoes and when you get in there you don't know if you're stepping in mud still or what you're really stepping in troughs it's uh it's it's tough man and then when you get out you might slide you might fall it's uh to the left it's it's it's
2: to the right i went to oh no slip and
1: two times now (laughs)
2: Take it back you all. That's that's the mailbag. <laughs> Two and a half hours later. That's that's the
1: mailbag. <laughs> all right. That was an unexpected BBP. We did not coming into today expect the awesomeness that was the uh Brady Collins strength staff. Yeah. So thanks to those four dudes. Like mm-hmm. they worked hard to be a part of this. Cause they were in and out, kicked in and out, like they were fighting.
2: We've never had that kind of issue. I don't I know never. what was going on. I think it was, I think it was phones. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it was phones. But whatever, it was fantastic. They were great. We Mark, loved it.
0: They were really good. No, yeah. Big shout out. Big thank you. I mean, we'll we'll list them off again one by one. Of course, Danny Fellino been here for forever. Uh, big thank you to Danny. Uh, Austin Steffen. Big thank you to Austin. Uh, Jeremiah Ortiz, and then of course, Dustin Tripp. So. Big thank you to all of them for coming on. It was a uh it was a fantastic show. And of course, Brady. Shout out to Brady. Friday, Squat Fest. Keep locked into BCJ. Um, Chad, as always, welcome back, brother. Uh good to have you. And then
1: Appreciate Aaron. everybody being understanding that we needed a fucking vacation. Yeah. It's been a it was a terrible year.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: We fought through it. That's to count
2: at like forty two now.
1: Look, I don't care, Aaron. I don't care. (laughs) I'm still going to pay you the same money anyway.
3: Um. (laughs)
1: Fine. (laughs) We needed it. It was awesome. Um, Thanks to everybody for being understanding. I tried to keep everybody as updated as much as possible when I was like, uh, we drove to San Diego, we drove to Vegas. When I was in the car, I was like, all right, I can make some phone calls. Honey, please forgive me. I haven't, I haven't worked much, but we got a three-hour drive ahead of us. Can I make a twenty-minute phone call, please? Yeah, and she All was okay right. with that. So,
0: as always, well, we did what we could. It was awesome, guys. Uh,
1: Dave and I are and, back Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I'm not doing a podcast Thursday, and then waking up at the ass crack of dawn to go to squat test. Yeah, no. So Wednesday for the BBP this week.
0: For the BC and jet you're coming
3: or the BC BC jet. Jet. yeah. The BC How are we
0: jet. doing BBP next week? That, that that'll be interesting. Fourth of July? Yeah. Bah, 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 nah. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll chat. We
2: but...
1: can if we want we can move it to Tuesday. Well no we can't Aaron's got a that thing he does
2: we could go Sunday night
1: we can go Sunday night if you want to unless you got things going on Sunday night I'm sure it's a like it's a Monday holiday Brent's got things going on Friday night, Saturday night, I'm Sunday in, night, I'm, Monday I'm in Florida, night.
0: Baby. I'm in Florida. It's gonna be, uh, it'll be a trip. So, do I have to it? find a
1: replacement for you?
0: It'd be a Brent after dark type situation. <laughs> no, I no. You're not ready for
1: that. You're not ready for Brent after dark.
0: <laughs> I don't think the world is ready for Brent after dark. I've I've been very tame on these on these here podcasts. The standard
1: Dave has set. There's no way Brent after dark is happening.
0: Man. Some some listeners to these pods have seen Brent after dark and uh yeah. Oof. Anyway, but hey, right. huge huge thank you to the staff. Uh we'll see you all on Friday. Huge thank you to Aaron and, and Chad. You guys great having you you back and uh Aaron, things things flew smoothly the entire way this time. Thank, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Well good hey. work, buddy. Good yes, work. Another another thank you for one last time. To Urban Artifact, cheers to you. Uh special thank you to Danco Transmission as well. They'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. But for uh broadcast partners, good buddies, guys I'll be seeing bright and early on Friday morning. Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young, yet again, another fantastic
3: BBP presented by Bearcatjournal.com. See ya!